All right, we are back. It's been a minute, six weeks off or something, but we're back. Excited to be back. Um, yeah, before we get going here, I'd like to thank iRide Supplements. Uh, I had COVID a few weeks ago. I was crushing the greens every day. So it's good. I, eat, I take it every single day. It's one of my favorite supplements you guys got. And uh, yeah, also got the rocket fuel and the protein and the branch chain amino acids. I uh, heard there might be something new coming. but There is. There is. Yeah, we got some new stuff on the horizon here. We'll... Um, um, by the probably early spring to late spring, we'll have uh, doubled our whole lineup of stuff. Ooh. Oh, that's wicked! Doubled, yeah, yeah. sweet, Dang. lots of stuff. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, some new flavors in there and everything. New, flavor. yeah. new flavors oh, coming yeah. Tuesday. I heard. Yep. Yeah, new flavor on Tuesday of uh, of the protein. Oh yeah. yeah. And then we have uh, a bunch of just entirely new products coming, which Dang. is which is cool. Yeah, I've heard uh, you've mentioned a few of those. I'm really excited for that. So yeah, go check those guys out. I, what is yeah. it? iRideSupplements.com. It is. Yeah. Check that yeah. out. Use code Bent15. That's the code. Yeah, right? that's it, man. Bent15 to save at checkout. And yeah, support. Nice. Support. support ourselves a little. Get yourself a little deal, a little, little love. Discount yeah. code. Nice. Yeah. And support. Uh, yeah. Support companies that support the sport. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Strava Club. Strava Club. Yeah. Come on and check out the Strava Club for Bent Methods. Got some uh, week. Well, I guess not weekly. Um some challenges coming up every once in a while or you can win yourself some awesome prizes there might be even some i ride oh, yeah. stuff yeah. popping up in there so keep your eyes out on uh, strava club for a, a challenge coming up real soon as the weather kind of gets a little nicer out here <laughs> yeah, yeah looking forward to the next week's looking mighty fine out there yeah uh, good weather yeah check that out also check out our website bentmethods.com we got some fresh uh toques those get your yeah. get yourself some toques those things sell quick um, yeah they go quick yeah, so get mm. yourself a toque. We got the we had the gray ones before. We got the black ones now. So yeah, get yourself <coughs> some of that uh, some toques. Basically, go spend some money. <laughs> I ride yeah. supplements, bent methods, yeah, if and you then like, I don't know, have some activity. You join the Strava Club. Yeah, Strava Club. You know, it's uh, it's great to get the community together and uh, you know see if we can push each other and see what we can do and uh, yeah, win yourself some prizes. Once we, uh, I think we're doing one in the next week or so. So. Sweet. Get in on that Strava. Yeah, if you haven't been on you Strava, Strava, Mitch, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It is yeah. the season to get okay. into shape. So yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll see in those right? challenges. I'm sure then. 100. Oh, yeah. yeah, sweet. Yeah. Probably get my butt kicked by. Hair, <laughs> well, well, I'll try. Maybe once I get out of this uh, peg leg. But <laughs> that's about well. the only way I can keep <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll be on the uh, the ski erg doing it yeah, all. Yeah, eh? I've been. It's uh, man, I've been. Uh, yeah, so I got a ski erg and. Uh, Man, I like I had this great I was like, oh I'm gonna put hours and hours on this thing. But when you're on the peg leg, your hips are tilted a little bit. You get a half an hour and you're like, Oh man, my, I'm gonna have major hip problems and major imbalances if I don't just kinda yeah. ease into this a little bit. But yeah, hopefully a couple more weeks I'll be on my foot and I can I can grind on the ski erg and yeah, I can start yeah. cycling now, so that's good. So what happened there? Because I don't think no, anybody knows really. No, we haven't. Fill everyone in here. Yeah, so I broke my ankle, my talus, and the base of my tibia. And yeah, it's kind of a, one of those shitty bones to break. Uh, so it's been about six weeks. Uh, I just got clearance from my surgeon to uh, start doing physio and doing some light pedaling. Um, yeah, they told me that the other day, and then I maybe got a little bit ahead of myself. And they said light pedaling, and I went out on a mountain bike ride uh, on the pass. And then, yeah, it ballooned up a little bit this morning. So I'm like, ah, maybe I'm – I'm like, oh, I'm going to be yeah. back to normal right away. But Typical yeah. Petruska fashion. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a little too soon, but yeah. it's also probably good for it too. get some blood flow you get. Yeah, um, no, I think it's good, but yeah. you don't want to push it too much. No, just, no. If it wasn't for, like, me worrying about arthritis and stuff, I would be hammering right now. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah, you never know what 
like I said, if you don't do it right, but you know, when you're 70 or 80, that might feel a little stiff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah especially oh, with yeah. the talus. Cause it's one of those, like those bones with not a lot of blood flow. I, like I broke my skateboard five or six times oh, really? and when I was young and they were, I was too young to do surgery. So they, I just kept breaking it and breaking it and breaking it. And then finally they did, they put a screw in it. But that's uh, like kind of a similar thing to the talus. It has limited blood flow, and if you don't let it heal properly, you're gonna the bone could die, and you could have major arthritis on the road. Oh, wow. So, yeah, just making sure. I mean, it is still winterish, so I I want to be able to ride in the summer and spring and have a yeah not have problems down the line. So, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. It happens in the sport. It's been a been a few years since I did something real bad so now is this all moto like your your scaphoid and your ankle this is all Uh, moto stuff i don't know if i've ever really hurt myself other than moto yeah yeah it's all been moto uh yeah i've had two shoulder reconstructions uh i did my meniscus in my knee they fixed that i've had uh surgery on my i got a screw in the scaphoid i had pins in my other arm um yeah it's all moto really see Mm -hmm. i've for whatever reason like whenever i hit the ground I, I just hit my head. I, I've never uh, broken a bone. I've torn some ligaments and stuff. And yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. had to like reattach it. But I just give my head a good smack and I'll not remember a bunch. And then, <laughs> yeah. But I've never broken anything. Really? Yeah, it's the weirdest oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah the head, uh, head, head injuries are... I'd almost rather break a bone because it's like yeah. you can actually totally. There's the scary ones for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you listen to the podcast you did with that uh, neuro doctor? I did. Yeah, super yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. crazy okay. stuff, right? It's awesome. Makes you think twice about a lot of stuff, like the way. I mean, I'm sure yourself in the last few years you've handled concussions differently than you did earlier oh, in your yeah your riding career. Majorly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't know what other sports. You, what other sports have you done? Okay, hold on. Let's okay, slow. Let's, let's slow, slow it down. down here? Okay, okay. Slow okay. it down. Slow it down. Okay. Well, first of all, thanks for being here, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we got mitch robinson here uh i ride supplements uh i guess give us a bit of uh background of who you are and how you got into the sport and how you got into uh i guess we'll start with that yeah so so just growing up um ever since like my very earliest memory all i ever wanted to do was ride dirt bikes but my family couldn't afford to get a dirt bike so i rode pedal bikes um which essentially was like downhill mountain bike only we didn't have the money to have a bike with suspension stuff on it so i rode these like old ratty bmx bikes that would the frames would break and stuff and i would try and ride them down like a downhill mountain bike course and then uh eventually i started working when i was 12 in a mechanic shop and i saved up money believe it or not i made 250 an hour can you believe that (laughs) 250 an hour How, how long ago was this i would have been i was 12 when i started and i'm 39 now okay yep so that's crazy to uh, think about yeah so i uh i even i made 250 an hour like like you see like a car dealership parking lot legitimately sweeping one of those with a broom i kid (laughs) you not so just racked up enough money that i got like this old beater um dirt bike it was a 1983 rm80 the engine was blown in it so i paid 200 bucks to have a new cylinder made for it and stuff and get it all running and then once i got the engine i was bicycles were no longer a thing that i wanted to do anymore because dirt bikes were where it was at right so i did that for for a long time and um i had all the you know a lot of the same dreams i wanted to grow up and race pro motocross and i was you know doing everything i could i was working at a bike shop and and everything was great and then i had a couple bad accidents i I smoked my head and ended up in the icu and um after that i kind of thought i might have to reconsider what i'm doing here this might not be the best course of action because i mean at that point i was I think 16. So, you know, if you're not the good by that point, it's not going to happen. Right. (laughs) So I kind of realized, okay, that's not going to happen. So I put myself through school 
Uh, and when I did that, I paid my own way through school, so I had to sell my, my racing bike for tuition. Okay. And so yeah. when I did that, I thought, well, I need to find something else to do while I'm at school if I can't, if I can't do dirt bike and stuff, right? right? So that's when I picked up fitness. And, um, did you go to school for fitness then or actually, no, I went to school for engineering, engineering. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oil and gas engineering. Um, and I did that for a long time. And so just getting into the gym and stuff, finding something to do while I was in school. Um, and then I got super interested in fitness and really like, I'm a super nerd about it as far as like nutrition and stuff goes too. Yeah. Like I'm the guy that nerds out on PubMed and just reads articles and reads um, studies and whatever I can get my hands on, right? I, just, yeah, I think it's yeah, so yeah. fascinating how yeah. the human body works. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so fast forward a little bit. Um, you know, I kind of got really, really involved in the fitness stuff and I became a speaker and I wrote some books and I was traveling around doing like seminars and all that kind of stuff. And um, during all that time, I, I kind of started to get back in a dirt bike and two after I sold my bike. And kind of, it was more of like a, yeah, really just a weekend warrior thing. But um, as the years went on, I kind of thought more and more like, I really, really like these. Like, what can I do to combine the two things that I love most, right? Which is fitness and dirt biking. And well, in, in, in particular with fitness, the nutrition side of things. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm really nerdy about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's where iRide came from. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. How, when did you, like what year did iRide kind of start forming up for you? So it was probably three and a half, four years ago. Okay. I started kicking the idea around um, yeah. because at that point too, I was still heavily competing in fitness and stuff. And, and I was working for other supplement companies. Okay. And, and so I've been pretty involved in the industry for quite some time. Yeah. It's not like you just whipped up a formula in your yeah, kitchen one no, day. Totally. Say, Let's go. In the bathtub, just mixing it <laughs> yeah. up. Hey, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. 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 These boys don't know what's about to hit them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little salt. Yeah. 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 No. Um, yeah. So I was super involved in the industry. Um, and just from that, I kind of got the idea of, well, maybe I could do my own stuff because one of the things that I found in the industry was, um, you know, whether something works or it doesn't, truly they just want your money that's what i found so what i found was that they wanted to use my name and the stuff that i had built up at that point and they they literally told me you need to go out and say this to people whether you believe it or not and that goes against everything that i yeah. believe yeah, in, that's right 100 percent. and so i'm like you can keep your money you can keep your product i don't want any of it if that's what you expect from me yeah because i had people like they would come up to me backstage at different events and they're like oh it's so good to meet you what do you recommend for this and I just couldn't do it, man. I couldn't recommend something that I didn't believe in. Right. Right. So that's where kind of the idea started to kick around of, well, why don't, I'm a nerd about this stuff. I, I kind of have a good idea what I'm talking about when it comes yeah. to nutrition and supplements. So why don't I look into creating my own things that I know truly work and then that I can actually stand behind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. Um, now, at the time, full disclosure, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into with, with supplements. Like, <laughs> I was like, going to say, like, how hard can it be? <laughs> how intense was that first year of like getting into something that people ingest into their body? I, I can't imagine it's easy to just put something on the shelf out there. No, no. So again, very naively, I was like, eh, how hard can it be, right? Um, not really thinking it the whole way through. And I'm glad I didn't because I probably would have been scared off had, yeah. I, had I known that, right? But I had this idea and I had a goal and I thought, I don't know, I always seem to figure things out. So I'll just, I'll roll with that. And dude, the, like between Health Canada and getting certifications and stuff like that, it is insane. The amount of, of stuff that you have to go through. So uh, with Health Canada alone, they have something called an NPN or it's actually an NHPN, a natural health product license. Okay. So you have to take essentially your product, you have to send it to Health Canada and they have to go through it top to bottom 
and say, we, we believe that this is safe for human consumption. We believe that the levels of caffeine or the levels of anything that's in there is safe for somebody to have daily sort of thing. Right. right. then on top of that, Cause, there's, cause people are going to take it daily. And it, even if you said this one's not for daily use, it's only for us. Somebody's yeah. going to take it daily. Yeah, so they got to make yeah, sure people are going to go full crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's going to be people that have multiple times I, a day. I'm sure you could put a product out there that might even do a better job at what you're targeting to do, but because it won't pass a test like that, it's... Yeah, you yeah. have to kind of go with the... I hate to say it this way, but the lowest common denominator, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so so that's just... They say, okay, you want to have this in your product. We'll give you the check mark for that. But now you have to look at like the GMP goods and manufacturing processes. You have to have like the recall processes in place because it's a health product. Yeah. It's a whole nother level above if you're trying to sell shoes or something. Like it, oh. it is crazy. Yeah. So that took a, a couple of years to get through to figure out. Well, first of all, who who can I get it made? Because I don't want to have it made in some sketchy facility or anything. I want to be able to actually actually go and tour the facility. Yeah. yeah. I want to see that it's up to the standard that I expect. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you've got to talk about like your your branding and your logo and how do you want it to look and. And all that stuff. So yeah. it was quite a process. Yeah. yeah. I'll say you did a really good job on your branding and even your social media. You did a really good job on that. Like oh, all your marketing you. yeah. is awesome. Thank you. We should maybe hire this guy to do our <laughs> vet method marketing because we are terrible. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in any way I can help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. But yeah, like, uh, so are, are all, it seems like you have a lot of certifications like FDA approved and all this. Like is, or is that pretty standard for all supplements or no so that that's the other really interesting part about it and i feel like um i don't blame people for not knowing but once you get into especially into the manufacturing side of things there's a lot of things that you're like oh shit i didn't know that so if you walk into like say a popeyes or something right now and you're like i'm gonna grab some pre-workout or whatever right there was a pre-workout that hit the shelf. I thought he was talking about Popeye's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that is also delicious. Yes. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yes. <laughs> so if you go into any supplement store and you're like, I'm going to grab a pre-workout or whatever. Um, only a couple of years back, there was one that was called, I think it was uh, Crazy or Craze. I can't remember. Started with a C. Oh, I think, yeah. And, I and think it I was, remember when that was kind of the hot one. Yeah. And yeah. it was flying off the shelf. You couldn't get it anywhere, right? So they never had it third-party tested, right? They just... And, and they never even had an NPN. So they basically made a bathtub brew, right? And then chucked it on shelves, got some nice packaging, bada bing, bada boom, which is not hard to do. You can go to China and outsource it, right? right. Yeah. But what happened was they were actually putting methamphetamines in their pre-workout. Holy oh, nice. shit. Yeah, dude. So that's, <laughs> nice. why, that's why everyone was buying the shit out of it. Because <laughs> yeah. they're like, it actually works. <laughs> I got to get <laughs> this. Yeah. Like they're jacked, right? Yeah. Holy. It's because it had drugs in it. Yeah. So, um, so with that too, when you get... So we have two different labs test it before it even comes near us. Right. And then we take every single batch that we have done, uh, gets sent out to BSCG, the Banned Substances Control Group. And that gets tested not just for the full water list of banned substances, okay. which would, would have picked up the methamphetamine. Right. <laughs> yeah. But also they go through your entire process top to bottom. Like literally every single paperwork you submit, yeah. the GMP, everything. They go through it top to bottom and make sure that there is absolutely no holes in your program. So this would be safe for any national caliber athlete yep. to take. Olympian, anything. Yeah. Right? As yep. a matter of fact, we have Olympians taking oh. it now on the Paralympic uh, Olympic team. Nice. Oh, sweet. Yeah. 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 So... Um, it, that that certification meant the world to me too because yeah. everything I've submitted for drug testing for, for my entire life as far as fitness goes, I'm a huge, huge proponent for that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, at that, I'm 
I was like, I, I need this certification. Yeah. Uh, and it's super expensive to get it. Yeah. But to me, it's, it's, that's it's part of playing the that's game. That's actually pretty huge though. As an athlete, I would want something that I can trust that somebody's, you know, sending straight to water for making sure this is cleared, good to go. Like you're not going to have a slip up with this basically. Yeah. Well, look yeah. at like Brock Tickle and these guys that have got popped for probably one of these bathtub brews that yeah. they've got going on. Right. Yeah. So yep. yes. If I was, uh, at least they, well, they don't do any drug testing in Canadian moto, but the, if you were, if I was to go to the States, I'd be, feel real good about having a supplement like that. But, uh, yeah, so that's got to hurt your bottom line a bit, um, mm-hmm. having to do all this testing. But like you said, you want to preach something you believe in. So, uh, you might as well, even if you're not going to maybe make as much money as you could, you would rather have a good product that, you know, you're selling to people that it's not gonna, you're not, uh, f- putting any fluff out there right 100 yeah, percent, yeah because mm-hmm. at the end of the day it all just stems back from combining the things that i love to do right yeah. so um, money is never a factor i went to school i can make money that's not the problem yeah. yeah if i can if i can you know turn it into a business that's fantastic but at the end of the day it's doing what i really really want to do um and so you know with that in mind that also means putting out the highest quality product that i possibly can yeah um you know and that includes the testing so yeah yeah i uh, i love your like i look through i'm a freak i'm the same with you about nutrition i look at every single label i put anything in my body i look at all the ingredients and yeah you can definitely you've, there's a lot of bullshit out there and when you go to gnc yeah. or popeyes and buy you know a shitty you, there's a bunch of stuff in there you don't need but i look at yours and it's a simple ingredient list and yeah it's just yeah, and that's and that's the other thing I love too, right? There's you know every ingredient in there. I can stand here and cite off studies about yeah. this is the science behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's face it. There's no magic pill out there, right? Anyone? No, who's yeah, oh something yeah, like for that, sure. It's, it's not going to be it. But you know, if you have a bunch of stuff, like you said, you have a bunch of stuff in there that doesn't really do anything, then then you you just have fillers and whatever in there, right? Yeah. So, um, I like that. I like not having a bunch of junk in there. Yeah, it it goes the same thing with your food, right? When you you see a bunch of like wheat starch and a bunch of these fillers that aren't, they're just basically making it more of a product. They're it's just making it cheaper for them to produce more product, basically, right? Uh, so yeah, I love that about it. Um, everything all right over there? Yeah, just just that. that one in. Oh, that was, was it unplugged? Yeah. Oh, all right. Must got bumped. Damn. Um, yeah. So it it's. Um, it's been a long, a long process to, to get it going. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, now, now looking back, I'm super glad I didn't know what I was getting myself <laughs> yeah. into. Um, cause now all that, you know, as we come out and, and every new product that we get, it all has to go through all the same stuff, yeah. right? Which is a whole nother around here we go again. Yeah. But, um, but I'm happy to do it. Yeah. So I guess that kind of goes back to like, uh, you kind of you didn't know what you're getting into, but that stuff is the most satisfying stuff to get into, right? Cause then you're like, man, but it makes you realize there's always a way to figure it out. And there's always a way to make it successful, even though it, maybe it was a little bit more, it was a bigger, uh, you're biting up more than you could chew maybe, but you didn't realize it at the time, but you can always, once you're in it, right. You can make sure you are, you, you know, you can get through it and there's always a way forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, this is the same way, um, with, you know, with, with fitness and competing and stuff for me, I really, truly believe that if, if I come up an obstacle or a challenge or something, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, I, if it's ever been done before, then I can do it. Yeah. I, I'll yeah. figure it out somehow. If somebody's figured out how to do something, then obviously it can be done yep. and I can figure out how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. It might not be easy. 
might lose some sleep or some money and whatever, yeah, but, yeah. but it, but it can be done for sure. Yeah. It can always be done. So, so is this basically your full-time gig right now doing selling the supplements? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We, um, we just hired some, some sales teams and, and stuff. Um, we just got a U.S. distributor as well. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That yeah. is so cool. It's so yeah. cool to have a, like a local Alberta company, like having, like being able to sell across the, like the States and all of Canada. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's been really neat. Like I've had nothing but good. I mean, other than I mean, there's some weird people out there, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, wearing tinfoil hats and yeah, they yeah. think there's government mind control in them or oh. something, right? Like, you're gonna have some weird people out there for sure. But um, you know, those people set aside, honestly, have had really, really good and positive interactions with people about it. So yeah, that, that helps big time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you put all that time and effort into it, right? Yeah. So is it feeling like? I'm I'm sure like owning a business or starting a business like there's a lot of pressure and weight on your shoulders yeah. and like you said sleepless nights and I'm sure there's still financial stress even though you said you're not like yeah. solely focused about money is it starting to get to the stage where you can kind of breathe a little bit even though you're still yeah. focused like going ahead and forward I, a little bit but I'm kind of hard headed that way too like I I'm like a dog in a bone so when I when I have a goal in mind I will drive for it. I'll get hell bent on getting yeah. that goal, dude. Like yeah. you won't stop me from getting it, whatever it is. So, um, even just going back to, to going into school, I went into engineering and I am horrible and I mean horrible at math <laughs> and I'm not even making that up. dude. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. The first exam we did, it was applied mechanics. I got 19% on the exam and every exam was worth 30% of my mark uh, and I'm paying my own tuition. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. This is a tough one to come back dude, from. Dude. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember going down and having a workout and, and talking to myself, okay, well, I can either pull the plug now and at least save some money, right? Or I can do whatever I have to do. I can figure this out. I can read whatever books I need to yeah. read, talk to whoever I need to talk to, lean on the smart dudes in class, whatever I need to do to figure this out, but I'm not going to quit. I need to make this happen, right? And that's yeah. exactly what I did. I ended up hanging out with one of the smart dudes who ended up getting me through school. Yeah, <laughs> oh well. But, um, but, and so this is kind of the same way. I have a goal in mind yeah. and, and the goal is that I want to grow it into a pretty recognizable name. Yeah. But again, for me, that's not about the money. The, dude, the money means is if I can make enough to make my house payments and drive my vehicle around, then I'm good. Yeah. What I want to do is I just love the sport so much and I love fitness so much. Yeah. If I can be a part of that, that's my overall goal. Yeah. Well, you're very actively involved at the local scene here, like at our track and stuff. Like it's, it's, it's been really obvious the last couple of years, like you're involved. You're not just sitting off to the side and, you know, hoping something catches on. You're, you're pushing. I try to be. Yeah. Yeah. I try to be, but there, I mean, there's good days and bad, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I try to be. Yeah, so I, I, um, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll get okay. So we got this stuff figured out, right? I'm like, okay, I got, I got the licensing. The testing's good. It came back, banned substance free, certified, everything, sweet, right? Okay, so, but then my mind is like, well, hold on a second. What if I did this product, <laughs> right? That I would love. I know nobody else is doing it. Oh, I think we're on to something. And then my yeah. or my mind just goes down the next rabbit hole yeah. of trying to figure yeah. that out, yeah, right? Yeah. And here we go again where I'm like, okay, well, that's a huge bunch of money, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you got to market it and all that stuff. But Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, was, I think I was talking to you on Instagram maybe six months ago or so. I'm like, you got to make an exogenous ketone supplement because no one in Canada makes it. It's really hard to get. It's super expensive. But yeah, there's, I mean, you could go down a rabbit hole of all the supplements you could make right but yeah i'm glad to hear you're, ext you're expanding your lineup like i'm sure getting it started you have four you have 
the protein, you have the, the pre-workout, the greens, and the amino acids. So that's a pretty good base like to start off of. So yeah, I guess focus on that for the first bit and then expand as you can. Yeah, yeah, and that's really just been the plan. Like honestly, when I when I first kind of got into it, I thought I'm going to start it with a base, uh, you know, a couple products that I believe in that I would want to use. And then if there's a need for it and people kind of dig the brand, then we'll go from there. Like yeah. legitimately, we spend all this money, all this testing and you know, the manufacturing, all this stuff. And I remember looking at my wife going, do you think anyone's going to buy this? And and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And like and legit, I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to buy this, right? Yeah. So fast forward now another year and I thought, okay, actually, yeah, there is, there's something to this. Yeah. People are digging it. So let's, let's take it another step and we'll grab some more products and stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. That's cool. Um, Not enough people have that mentality that you've got of like, even like you said, with your engineering school, just. I have to make this happen, even though it was like you had a shit outcome that first test, right? And like that probably crushed your confidence, yeah. <laughs> crushed your will to want to do it. But how many people out there just make something happen? Like it's, most people would have looked at that and thought, oh, this next four years is the rest of my life. It wasn't even the rest of your life. You're not even doing it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. you're totally, yeah. But you still made it happen. And I bet you happy and better off for it and yeah 100%. more people need to take that mentality into whatever they do and they think that starting something up is super easy and that the results should come right away i think that's a lesson for everyone to take well that's what uh, i find moto people are just so built differently in that way like anyone that's i mean it's such a difficult sport to to get good at and man it's like there's so much adversity just from getting even just to become like an intermediate rider right it's yeah it just builds a lot of resilience and oh i can like if i've figured that out i can figure anything out yeah, yeah. absolutely i couldn't yeah. agree more yeah um yeah i i'm 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 huge huge on um just a lot of the mindset stuff and and i you know i have kind of my moto side and and the supplements and the fitness side and stuff but a huge part of of what i'm into is the mental side of things and yeah. just that not quitting and driving yourself and um, like even when I go to the track, it drives me bananas to work on like a corner. Like I just want to go out yeah. and just grind. Yeah, yeah. I want to go out and grind. I'm man. the same way. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So if we're like, if I got to work on like a corner, I'm like, this is so boring. Like just, <laughs> I want to go out. But and- it's, it's not when you're, when you have the mentality of trying to improve at it, it's not boring anymore. You know, most people look at you hitting that corner as boring all day, but it's not when you're doing it. Yeah, well, totally. It's always fun for yeah. sure. But I just, I love I love the idea of trying to make myself quit and then trying to talk myself out of it. Oh, I, I'm a, such a fan of that. I, I'm, I'm an idiot about it though. Sometimes I like, I know like I've gone really deep into the rabbit hole the last few years about how to structure training properly. And I know that like there's certain times where you need to just put in, you need to hold a 130 heart rate for one to two hours. And I, nah. then I get fixed on a number. I'm like, Oh, I got to hold those Watts. I got to get those Watts up. <laughs> no and then next thing I know, I'm like 170. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's something you gotta, you gotta reel yourself in sometimes. hundred percent you do. Yeah. 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 I'm the same way. Like if I'm doing say a run or something Yeah. and I'll like, I'll look at my heart rate and I'm like, Oh, you're being such a wuss. Like, dude, you need <laughs> yeah. to wick this up. Right. Next thing you know, I'm just trucking as hard as I can. Yeah. When realistically it's not about that that day, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like a, a balance you have to have, but I, I mean, I, I love moto people because of that. Cause we're all just ri- ridiculously stupid sometimes, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, this, I'm with you though. Like I love, I love pushing myself to the point where it's like 
can I go farther? And then you find, and then something clicks again, and then you're just you can do it, and you can just keep pushing harder and harder. Yeah, absolutely. And so many of those instances and circumstances and things in life, they get you through other things, and you don't even know it. Yeah, right. Like they really sure. teach you what you can get through. And then you, when you come up against something that's maybe not quite as hard, you're like, I went through that, so this is nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's what fitness has done a lot for me in my life is. Like I've put myself through the ringer, like most people probably would never think to do. Yeah. And, and my approach now is when I come up to something hard like this, like this isn't hard. I'm not, I'm not hungry. I'm not anything, right? Like this is just a problem I have to solve, right? Yeah. But there's nothing really difficult about it. A lion isn't chasing me, trying to kill me. Really what's that hard about it, right? I know yeah. what it's, it's physically exhausting is hard. And I got through that fine. Yeah. Right? yeah. So anything else, I ah, will figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that, like, kind of refre- like reframing it like a challenge and being like, okay, I love that saying you just said, it's just a problem to be solved and mm-hmm. you can be solved. Absolutely. And yeah. I repeat that all the time to people that are around me. I say, they'll come to me with something, you know, whether it's with, with iRide or something like that. I'm like, work the problem. Work the problem. Yeah. It, we'll figure it out one way or the other. I don't care how we do it, but we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Call start, someone. Start with the basics and Google it. I don't know yeah. what you need to do, <laughs> but I don't accept no, and I don't accept I don't know how to do this. Right. I, or I can't do this. I can't do this. I refuse not, to accept Not until you've terms. exhausted all your, yep. your limits and options and right. abilities. And, and, and even then, has someone else done it? That's yeah. right. Okay. Well, then we can figure it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I'm super hard headed that way about everything. Uh, you know, some people on my team will come up to me and be like, dude, okay, well, you know, there's this or this problem. And I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> let's solve it. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you want from me, dude? Figure it out. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't accept we can't do it. So yeah. Someone else yeah. is doing it. It can happen. Figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. I, I deal with that a lot at like, it's, I live in this world of moto, like all my friends, all the people I surround myself with are from moto. And then I go to work and I'm sure Chris, you deal with the same thing. You go to work. And people have some issue and they're like, I don't know. Uh, can you fix this? <laughs> yeah. Can you fix this? Like, they, just figure it out, man. Like, they have learned helplessness. They have to have somebody help yeah. them through a problem. They can't problem solve and figure it out on their own anymore. It's, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it, where it's like you talked about people on your team. You want good people on your team who will, you know, not just take you saying solve the problem as you being a total asshole. It's you helping push them a little bit yeah, too. You gotta, like you're capable of doing this teaching yep. people how to yeah. learn how to adapt and figure things yeah, out people sure. would take that as oh you're such an asshole you just tell me to go fix the problem I, like I, I told you i don't know how to fix it what a dickhead <laughs> yeah like, no, but, you right. can do it yeah. go fix the problem but no no one ever taught you how to fix the problem right you just That's figured right. it out yeah. yeah i've never seen the problem before what do you mean how would any like yeah totally. how would i know how to do that totally and there's 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 something in there to be gained right yeah and and by doing that you're giving that other person the confidence confidence now to know that oh well i did figure that out that means that whatever i come up against next i'll probably figure that out too you're one step closer to figuring that one absolutely out too. Yeah. yeah i'm huge on the mental side of things yeah yeah, yeah i love it um so like you talked about uh, uh, overcoming like hard things and stuff and you said when you were 16 you ended up in the icu what did you end up in the uh icu for was that a head injury or yeah so yeah. i i um so backing up a little bit i had junky bikes even like when i had my first dirt bikes they were beaters right yeah so i had a, a 1989 cr125 and uh ended up crashing that so i jumped on my buddy he had a brand new it was a, at the time it was a 99 yz125 
never ridden it before, jumped on a race up in Rocky Mountain House mm-hmm. and did yeah. better than I'd ever done in a race. And I'm like, I need a new bike. These old ones <laughs> yeah, are junk, yeah. right? <laughs> yep. So I go to the bank. I'm like, I need a loan for a bike. <laughs> got a co-signer when I was 16, right, yeah. for a new dirt bike. So I got a 2000 CR125. Oh, yeah. And I remember racing it at Blackfoot, actually, in the beginner class back then. And, um, yeah, it was it was a good time. But anyway... I was probably a little overconfident in it. I tried to kind of seat bounce a triple out of a corner on a friend's like farm track, you know, uh, yeah. came up short and that was game over. I, there was like a couple months in my life that are completely non-existent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those things, this head injuries could send you into a dark place for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and it's crazy how, like, as you get older too, you know, you, you start looking at some of the, the helmets and the technology and stuff yeah. and you're like, there's nothing more important than this. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, it drives me nuts when I see, uh, like parents putting their kids in the cheapest helmet they can find. It, it's yeah. up the wall. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent, dude. Like that's one thing you should not chimp on, right? Like you can have yeah. crappy boots or I mean, boots, your ankles. Well, everybody stuff, wants to go buy expensive gloves yeah. and jersey yeah. and yeah. pants and they stuff. They want the lid I mean, kit. Yeah. Jersey lettering, like just focus on that. Like, yeah, do whatever. Like, yeah, sure. Boots, uh, goggle, helmet, man. Yeah, God boots, goggles, helmets. Hundred percent. And yeah. sunglasses don't cut it. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I see people out there with sunglasses. Oh and I'm like, my God. yeah, uh, th- sure, it's better than nothing, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? Quick little uh, sidetrack here. We were in uh, Hawaii a couple weeks ago, and uh, everyone's crazy about masks. Everyone's masks outside, all over the place, and uh, so. You, we go and people and apparently you're not you're not uh, you don't have to wear helmets on your street bikes so you see all these people on their street bikes wearing a mask with no helmet. And I'm like, what? Your priorities are so out to whack. Oh, Not my. today, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, drag my head along the ground at uh, 60K an hour? No problem. Wow. COVID? No thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I can deal with the head injury, but COVID? Yeah. No bueno. So oh. funny. So, it's uh, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. It's wow. yeah, it blew my mind. <laughs> it's like someone driving in a car with a helmet on and no mask. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Craziness. Oh, oh yeah, man, that's good. That's good. Um, so, anyways, getting into your supplements a little bit more. Um, what's your favorite supplement you got? That's a tough question. That is a tough question. Um, I, well, I mean, obviously, I use I literally I use them every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think one of the ones I'm I'm really quite proud of so far, but man, wait till you see what we have coming out because I'm really really stoked on some of that stuff. Um, but the the greens for me, like normal greens, if if people have ever had them before, they taste like you're eating a hay bale. A lot of them, and I oh, I had them, but I I just didn't really like it. Yeah, and I I really like how it's sweetened with stevia too, not with uh, sugar. Like not that I'm against sugar, but I think it's just nice to be able to take that anytime and not worry about spiking your blood sugar. Absolutely. Because yeah, I'm very methodical about when I have uh, carbohydrates and what, what like what time of day or like after a workout, pre workout, uh, if I'm going to spike my blood sugar. But it's nice to be able to just have that. You can have that the greens at any time, and you're not worried about that, so right? The yeah. greens. It's like a vitamins. What's what's the greens mean? I'm a newbie at this. Micronutrients and 100%. Yeah. So if you think of like every every uh, per second basis, but obviously a lot smaller than that, all these little processes that are happening inside of your body, you need little transport trucks and little things to help those processes take place, right? Right. And that's what all that stuff will give you. So you know when you hear like eat your veggies, eat your fruits, that kind of stuff, they're giving all the micronutrients, right? So here's one of the huge things about. Uh, a powdered greens that a lot of people don't know. So if you have like, just say a, a normal vi- multivitamin that you get at whatever drugstore, um, 
here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. So have you ever had like a multivitamin and when you take a leak, it's like neon? Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're just pissing it right out, right? Yeah. Not absorbing it. 100%. So the bioavailability of what's in that multivitamin is roughly 5% is what your body will absorb. Uh, 5%. Mm-hmm. So here's the kicker though. Of that 5% that you absorb, your body may or may not be deficient on any one thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you, if you need, I don't say you need some iron. Well, it didn't absorb the iron though. Right? It's like... It's just the bioavailability isn't there. Whereas with the greens in, in, in that powdered form like that, the bioavailability is substantially higher. So the greens would be a good one for someone to start on who's just even getting into working out or anything at all. Any yeah, kind of... Anybody, uh, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah you don't have to be working out really to take it. 100%. Just yeah, it's, the benefits, it helps you unlock a little more nutrients in your life. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic for general overall health. Yeah. It, it, exercise or not because i was gonna ask i was gonna say what's what is a good one for someone who's just you know wanting to start they've never taken supplements before they want to get into it what's a good entry level supplement you offer them it sounds like the greens greens is a a really good general health one yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah yeah so that yeah i love the greens it's uh yeah tastes good green apple tastes it's really good a lot of times you have greens and it tastes like absolute shit yeah um but yeah i love that i love that stuff that's, i take it every single day a guy who'll drink a cup of dirt uh, yeah <laughs> looking, looking <laughs> a cup of dirt what do you call that stuff what was it oh man kratom yeah oh yeah a yeah. cup of dirt that's, yeah a cup of dirt yeah but then other than that uh so you have a branch chain amino a branch chain amino acids uh i've always been kind of i've until i started trying your stuff i always stuck to just essential amino acids um, I don't, that's just what I've always been told. Uh, but then I kind of dove into the research a little bit and then, uh, yeah, the branch chain amino acids are really good for anabolic signaling, which, uh, is, was it protein synthesis? Yep. So that's to help your muscles grow. So you need those things Like you can take protein, but you're not like, you're not going to get, uh, the anabolic signaling without those amino acids. Right. Absolutely. And another benefit of it as well. And I'll go down a rabbit hole if you guys let me, cause yeah, I go like ahead. nerd out on this. Yep. And I also want to talk about. Um, like the ketosis and stuff too, because yep, yep. I'm so oh, into that stuff. I'm all about yeah. it. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about so, it. So, um, where was I? Okay. So the branching amino acids. So, uh, one of the other, so the, uh, leucine, isoleucine and valine are the yep. three branching amino acids, right? So those are also the main three building blocks of building protein. So what happens is, is when, when people work out a lot, when you do long motos or long cycling, running, anything like that, even overnight, your body becomes catabolic and it'll start to break down tissue Right. So here's the thing. And I'll, again, I'll go down a rabbit hole if you let me. But yeah, go ahead. Your brain needs glucose to survive, mm-hmm. right? Your brain can't burn anything other than glucose. Um, now, we're really good at turning uh, sugar into fat, but we're not good at turning fat into sugar. Yep. One of the ways that we can do it is called gluconeogenesis. Or gluconeurogenesis. Neurogenesis. Thank you. Um, now, here's the thing is that as you sleep, when you start to um, go catabolic, right? Your body will start breaking down tissue and stuff like that. Another benefit of the BCAs is it helps keep you in an anabolic, or sorry, um, uh, a positive nitrogen balance. So your body doesn't start breaking things down quite as quickly. Yeah. So there's the, what, there's two, there's the two different ways. It's the protein synthesis. And what's the other one? I can't remember. It's the opposite. Uh, no, maybe, maybe, yeah. Skip over that. It's fine. Are you talking like when it, when, when, so prote- yeah, it's like the catabolic state. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it's right I can't think of, of I was tongue. just looking at it this morning, but yeah, um, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, I'm sure I'll come up yeah, in the middle of a conversation. So basically the opposite protein synthesis is the, is the signaling for your body to create more muscle mass. Basically the opposite of that would be your body, um, 
breaking down tissue, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Your body's just breaking down tissue for a bunch of reasons, right? Um, but dietarily wise, nutrition wise, if, if it recognizes it needs something, it'll just say, well, uh, your your muscle takes a whole lot of energy and I might need some of that. So I'm just going to break that down and yeah, use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's one of the huge benefits of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so why, yeah. So that's the reason basically you went with a, a branch chain rather than a essential. That's right. Yeah. 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 And, and again, just from my own, from my own fitness side of things and, and uh, my background in it, it's just stuff that I found helped. Yeah. yeah. So I guess for the person that doesn't know the difference <clears throat> between uh, branch chain and essential amino acids, when, uh, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So for essential amino acids, so, um, it's just like essential fatty acids, right? So there are a certain amount of things inside your body that you need to get um, because your body can't produce them. Yes. Right? So um, with the branch chain amino, amino acids, um, they are in a lot of things that we eat as well. Yeah, yeah. Like steak and... Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but like anything, there's a... I mean, there's nutrients in everything that we eat, but if you can supplement with that and boost that a little bit, yeah. that's where you get some benefit out of it. Um, but yeah, so the branch chain amino acids... It's kind of like uh, you're taking a much more specific or much more of a kind of like a sniper shot with, with those amino acids in particular, right? Because yeah. I think there's there's nine amino acids, right? But there's uh, like uh, leucine, isoleucine, and valine. Those are also in an, in, a, in an essential amino acid, right? But you're just basically taking a, the three you want. Yeah, exactly. Right? That sniper shot of those yeah. three, yeah. And, and trying to get the benefits from those three in particular. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know where to go next. Get into the ketosis. Yeah, yeah let's okay, go with let's, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all into this stuff, yeah. So, okay, tell me about kind of what, what you do and why you do it. I'm super interested in it. Uh, so I uh, I definitely, I don't think ketosis is like the thing to be in all the time. I think it's good to be in for short periods or we, maybe like a week of your recovery block uh, just to build metabolic flexibility so your body can actually uh, create energy from fat rather than just always relying on uh, glucose or glycogen. Um, so say, um, anyone that's uh, a big road biker or runner, they've probably bonked. Like when you totally run out of calories, you get dizzy, you don't know where you can't even find your way home. Uh, when you're, you, when you have that metabolic flexibility, it, that basically is gone. Like since I started doing the keto thing, I'll do like, uh, 10 days of keto once in a while just to build my flexibility. And, uh, yeah, so that doesn't happen once you, once you have that, cause then your body can tap into your. Uh, your energy from your fat cells rather than just always relying on glucose and okay all of a sudden there's no glucose uh what am i going to do yeah absolutely uh, and you're 100 percent right with that so um if you want we'll go down that rabbit hole a little yeah, bit yeah let's go because it's super interesting so within the mitochondria and and you can stop me if if um if i'm wrong on something or or if you um if i'm mispronouncing something no. um so within the within the cell there's a the mitochondria right and the mitochondria basically take the calories that we have and turn them in energy the atp so that we can mm-hmm. function so you know the little like biology textbooks there was like it would show a picture of like a cell with like a mitochondria in it yeah well that's not accurate there's thousands of mitochondria inside one cell mm-hmm. okay so with ketosis what happens is, is exactly that. You want to be able to be flexible in your fuel source, yes. right? So for the average person, so like yourself, I would, I would say you're probably super flexible in what your body's ability to draw from fuel, which is what we're, what we're meant to be. Yeah. Anthropologically speaking, it might've been a week before we got our next. Yeah. Day. That's how we evolved, right? We 100%. might've been a drought. We had no food. You need, you rely on ketosis to keep you going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. But 
with the way that we live nowadays, we have food that's really available and it's usually pretty carb heavy. Yeah. Well, I, th- yeah. I think that's a major problem in our society right now. Like I'm not totally against carbs or sugar. People maybe think I am, but I'm just like, we're getting, it's way too easy to get way too many carbs and you're spike, you're spiking your blood sugar. We have a, uh, a big problem with, uh, insulin resistance and, mm-hmm. um, what's the the, there's a big problem with uh non-alcoholic non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and that's just from spiking your blood sugar so much like drinking a coke you're drinking a coke two or three times a day your liver doesn't know what to do with that and it's just creating fat around your liver so that's where that comes from right absolutely absolutely so so with that um what recent studies are showing is that roughly uh, normal the average person roughly 50 percent don't have that flexibility that you mentioned to I would swap between fuel sources. Probably more than that, if but I it, had to guess, right? But it gets worse. So if people are a little overweight, that jumps up to roughly 85 to 90% of people can't convert, fle- uh, they're not very flexible in being able to go back to into a state of ketosis. Yeah. And then if you're obese, over 99% of people cannot go back and forth. So what is kind of what are the repercussions of that? Like how would we... What would that manifest itself as, right? What, what happens is, is when you generally around eight hours ish after you start stop uh, taking in glucose, your body's looking for fuel, right? So it starts breaking down, it starts oxygenating the the fat, gives you fatty acids. Your body will start using those for fuel. Most of your body loves using the fatty acids as fuel, right? Yeah. Um, your heart, as a matter of fact, it's it prefers fatty acids as fuel versus anything else. Um, your liver loves it. Lots of that loves it. But the one thing, your brain cannot use fatty acids as a fuel. It has to have glucose, right? So the thing is, and so if you don't have that flexibility that you mentioned to go back and forth between glucose and ketones and that kind of stuff, your brain's not getting what it needs as you sleep throughout the night. And so what they're finding is, is that for people who are out of shape and overweight and don't have that flexibility... They're finding that this may be at the foot, basically, of the mental, or sorry, the the brain diseases like Alzheimer's and things like yeah, that. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you're you're literally killing off the things in your yeah. head. Isn't that something? Yeah, uh, it's nuts. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you've ever done like a, a longer fast or mm-hmm. like weeks in ketosis, but man, you have very steady energy levels. You have like this great mental clarity. Um, it's actually the one crazy thing. I've done a couple of, like forty eight hour fasts, and once you get like past that point. Uh, where you're like, ah, I want to eat, I want to eat, I want to eat. It's like all of a sudden something flips and you're like, you're just like, okay, my body's creating ketones. Uh, and then like the, the second sleep, I find that is probably one of the best sleeps in my life. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's it's so fascinating how the body can kind of go back and forth between them and that we're meant to do it that way. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. The problem is, is, you know, like we talked about, most people now in their lifestyles, they just, well, I'm going to roll through McDonald's and grab a, yeah. grab a wrap it's on the con- way through, right? It's super convenient. Yeah. Like you said, the accessibility to it is probably too easy for people's Very too much. mental, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. ability to self, uh, self-restraint yeah. from yeah. it. I think uh, a good a good way to start is just to, you can just don't go down the aisles. Don't eat any processed food. If you just want to, uh, go shop in the like in the perimeter basically, but avoid the bread aisle. Obviously, uh, just eat meat and vegetables. That's a good way to start because uh, a lot of the processed foods just have there's so much condensed sugar and inflammatory foods in there. Uh, if you want, if a good place to start is just yeah, shop in the uh, the meat and the vegetable aisle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. eat eggs, yeah. stuff like that. And and to do it, you know, everyone's a little different. So like I've trained a lot of people over the years. Um, and one of the things that I found to be um, unanimous amongst everyone 
is that nobody's the same, right? So oh, yeah. some people like yeah. you are a freak of nature and they love that mental grind and they live in that, right? And then some people do legitimately like they can't make it three hours without eating something they shouldn't be touching, right? <laughs> yeah. So so what I've learned is that um, there's, you know, there's the what you're doing, which is probably the perfect way to do it, right? And then there's there's a way that people can start off with and then, and then maybe if they can work towards that, but if yeah. they, if they try and start off by doing something that they're not really committed to doing, they're going to fail. Like you failed that first 100%. test and they're going to quit two like, days later. They're eating know, a big Mac. Yeah. hundred percent. Exactly. Or so, like two minutes later, because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're asking somebody to change their entire lifestyle. Like they were grown yep. up on, yep. um, packaged food, taking it to school, opening it up, packaged food at lunch, right? Eating like cereal for just, breakfast. This yep. is what we grew up on. And. I mean, no, nobody's fault that we did that. We know better now, maybe, but uh, it's hard to change that in somebody's life, Man. I think. Absolutely. And so, and then when you throw in, especially as we, you know, we grow up, we have lives, we have kids, right? Yeah. We have busy. jobs, things get busy. Oh, I didn't have time to, to make this specific meal before I left yeah. last night because I had to work late or whatever it is. So they grab something that probably is going to go against what but they're trying to do. I also think that like what Jared is saying with like, the simple foods of just meat and vegetables. Like how long does it really take to pick up a vegetable and, a, and s some meat of some type? It takes right? you like, like 12 minutes to cook a steak or well, not even that. Like you can just pick up a veggies, fruits and veggies and eat it straight out of the fridge. Yep. Like you don't have to do anything totally. to it. You don't even have to unpackage it. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. And that's where I think I believe that the ketosis thing, like being that metabolically flexible. Like, so if you say you're, you have a flight and you have to go to the airport and there's nothing but shit airport food, mm -hmm. at least if you have that metabolic flexibility, maybe you can go eight, 10 hours without eating and it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like your body is just so much better prepared to deal with things. Right. And it just, it just comes full circle because that helps you throughout every other aspect in your life. You know, so when you get into that stressful spot at, at work and you didn't bring your lunch or whatever, it's not a big deal. Your body is going to be able to, to completely deal with that. Right. But, um, but like we talked about, it's, it's just easy to get off that train. Oh yeah. Right. And so people, I find starting it, uh, like I've had crazy, <laughs> crazy things thrown at me training people that I never would in my wildest dreams would have thought like yeah you know and and, and to be fair people a lot of times they just don't know what they don't know right yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was helping uh, this one guy he was trying to lose weight and he was you know quote unquote sticking to kind of what I was telling him to do yeah and then I see him just drinking coke and I'm like dude what are you doing <laughs> yeah. and he's like what's wrong with this I'm like dude what's <laughs> what wrong with it dude like, I'm like it's there's carbs in it he's 44 like 44 grams dude, of it <laughs> His, I swear, his response was sugar is not carbs. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just okay. didn't know. Yeah, so, but that's how uneducated everybody that's, is on this stuff, and we're yeah. not aware. Of I feel it, like right? that's a problem with like our schooling system yeah. and stuff, right? Like yeah. our health classes not so, addressing these issues. Before we get into that political talk, we do have a viewer who was wondering. Um, he thought you guys had maybe mentioned something on uh, hypertrophy. Hi hypertrophy? Mm -hmm. or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I never heard how to pronounce it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So if you guys want to talk about touch on that a little bit, he was curious Go if ahead. you got anything to say about that. That was uh, Dave Smith. There you go. Oh, Dave. I think yeah, I know which, yeah. which Dave you're talking about. Yeah. So hypertrophy, obviously, it's a different style of training, right? Now, there's going to be a, a ton of different factors that come into that t type of thing. So someone who's, um, you know, naturally taller, leaner, that kind of stuff, they have that kind of body type. Hypertrophy is going to come a little more difficult to them. Unfortunately, I'm built like a rhino. I, <laughs> like I came off the assembly line like this, man. Yeah. Like I'll try and do lots of cycling and running and stuff. My body's just like, no, I like having muscle. Yeah. Um, like so you said, everybody's different. We're totally, built different. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So hypertrophy is definitely a, a, a 
different style of training altogether. However, when it comes to hypertrophy, a lot of the nutrients and stuff are going to play the exact same role. It's just like you're talking about with, with timing and things like that. You, I mean, you can get way down, way down the rabbit hole in the nuances of, of timing and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But um, a lot of the same stuff will play the same roles that you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, and not to stray too far off path, but at the same time, there is a ton of misconceptions too about things that, that just simply aren't true. Um, like as far as the supplements go, like say yeah. creatine, dude, you, you'll get me going for hours on the misconceptions. <laughs> Let's on that, go. Right? I, I had the misconception year, a couple of years ago and I, like now I think creatine monohydrate is a, is a, one of the best supplements you can take. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. There's okay. So where do you want to start with that? Cause there's, I can unload well, on that one. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll just, I'll ease into it with, uh, so yeah, there's always been this misconception that, uh, so you take creatine, your body's going to retain a bunch of water. Um, you're going to get too big and bulky to ride a dirt bike and you're going to get arm pump, right? Big one arm pump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, to really to start is you have to look at, okay, what, what is creatine? What does it actually do in the body? And then go from there. Right. Yeah. So creatine, creatine got to start in the bodybuilding world. Right. And that's really where a lot of these misconceptions take place is people see these jacked up guys and then they see them in some sort of ad or whatever. And like, okay, that that's creatine. And, and I mean, that's, definitely not the case they're on a lot more things than crazy (laughs) and but but to be fair you don't know what you don't know so people are just going on the information that they're being fed and the information they're being fed is hey if i take this this one thing you can look like me right yeah and that that's definitely not true so creatine what it does in the body is it forms it sorry it breaks down to actually form the atp again which if you remember from earlier that's just your fuels in your cells right it's all your energy right 100 percent that's literally all it's doing is it break form sorry breaking down to form ATP so that your your muscles can contract a little harder for a little longer. Okay. That's really what it is. So you're giving your muscles endurance. So anything any red meat that you eat, if you go have a steak, that has creatine in it, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Um, hamburger has creatine in it. So people are like, oh, I don't want to supplement with creatine because either a they think it's a steroid. <laughs> hate to break it to you. <laughs> that's yeah. that's crazy, right? You're already eating it. Yeah. <laughs> right like if you eat a lot of red meat you'll get more creatine than a scoop of that's going to give you oh yeah right but people just don't realize that right so um so that's definitely one misconception um the water retention thing atp within the mitochondria it does one of the functions of the cell and in the mitochondria is it needs water to function right we have to be hydrated so what people and again this is stemming uh, from the bodybuilding world because of the side effects a lot of things those guys take is water retention so people are like well the creatine must cause water retention because they what would happen is is way back in the old days when creatine monohydrate first came around it, again with a bunch of the, the, the big jacked up guys they would take it and they would take it with like grape juice because they're like hey i got to spike my uh, insulin and that's going to drive it into the muscles <laughs> that's going to give me a better pump and get me bigger right well that's not at all that's not at all true. You don't need to spike your insulin. <laughs> it's not going to do anything for you other than, yeah. you know, exactly that spike your insulin. Um, and the water retention is from something altogether. It does help pull some water into the cell, but that's what you want. A happy cell is a hydrated cell, mm-hmm. right? So that's one of the positive functions. Is it going to make you gain 10 pounds of water weight and, f- and, and be puffy? No, 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 it is not. No more than bread will. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. No more than eating a bowl of pasta is going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, can I pause you guys for a second? You guys want to keep going? I got to pee really bad. Yeah. yeah Sorry, yeah, I drank yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah. I had too much of the greens early, <laughs> earlier. I just pounded it. Too much greens. I see. 
Yeah, we'll keep going on the the creatine there because yeah. I mean he knows uh, all about it, but I know nothing about. Or that. if you if you uh, want to talk about one of my favorite supplements of all time, the beta alanine, I love that stuff. So if you want to elaborate on that too, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So so beta alanine, uh, so that's a really good one. So uh, if you and and by all means, um, for people that are watching this or listening to this, um, all, there's all the information in the world out there on, and you can go and look this stuff up yourself. So. Uh, one of the uh, PubMed is a, is one site that I use, and literally okay. like, you you can just search stuff. You can yeah. go on there and type reliable in reliable source. I take it. Then, yeah. yeah, beta alanine, um, and without getting too far into the weeds about you know um, the relevancy of studies, um, you know not all those are created equal either, right? Yeah. But that yeah. being said, and you can skew statistics and a lot of stuff into what you want it to say. Absolutely yeah, right. So. Um, so to counter that too, there's a, another website that I really highly recommend people go check out. It's called examine.com. Okay. And so what that is, uh, last time I checked, they might have more now, but it's basically a group of like eight doctors that, um, they are not paid by anybody. They're completely independent and yeah. they just make money by you subscribing essentially to their site. Right. And say so they, they go and independently review every th- supplement you can think of. Um, they'll talk about like creatine. Yeah. Uh, they'll talk about eggs and saturated fats. Like they'll talk about all kinds of nutrition stuff Yeah. and they'll look, go through every single study that exists on it and they'll break it down and give you in layman's terms. What am I looking at? Yeah. Here? Right. Yeah. And they'll say, this is the truth of it, whether you want to believe it or not. Cause that's what we all need. hundred percent. We all need it broken down into yeah. something we can digest and understand and make an educated yep. decision Literally on. in a two sentence thing. Yeah. Is creatine good or bad? Right. In a two sentence thing, this is what it's going to do for you. Yeah. Um, and so examine.com, that's a huge one uh, for me. Again, there, there's lots of stuff on there. You can look at for free. Yeah. I, last time I checked, I think it was 20 bucks a month and you get their newsletter, which is, right. you know, you stay up to date on all the latest and greatest and stuff. But, um, but there's lots of stuff you can check out for free. Uh, and so beta alanine will be on there as well. Okay. So beta alanine, um, again, a lot of studies have shown it to be, to be pretty effective. For, for building endurance in the body as well. Okay. Which is one of the reasons why, why I chucked it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it again, you, there's... You put that one in the, the recovery or the, the that, pre-workout? That's in the pre-workout. Okay, the yeah. pre-workout. Yeah, All so right. just yeah. for endurance and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, So what happens with the beta alanine too, because um, a lot of people, when they when they see a pre-workout or something like that, they're like, I don't want it to give me the tingles. Yes. Right? That's... I see. I got... I get that from some of those. Right. So... yeah. yeah. Just like things like caffeine with beta alanine, some people are just more sensitive to things than other people. Right. Right. So if some people, I know some people can have like a small coffee and they will stick to the walls all night. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm jealous. I wish I was like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not. I never have been. Um, but beta alanine is the same way. So what happens is, is just like with this, we, you know, we send it off to Health Canada and Health Canada says, okay, for all the studies that we have, this is safe for people to have to consume on a daily basis, right? Yeah. And there's also a safety factor built into that too because they know people aren't just going to yeah. do the level scoop. They're probably just going to plop yeah. one in there, right? What is yeah. your uh, dose of beta alanine? I'll have to check again. It's been a while since uh, I looked. Uh, 2,000 milligrams. Okay. So two, two grams. Okay. So what you'll find in a lot of the, in a lot of the pre-workouts is, and like I was saying, people get that, that tingly sensation, right? So what beta alanine, what that actually is, is your body's absorbed as much beta alanine as it can and your body's dissipating the extra through uh, that. So when you get the tingles or when your skin gets flushed, yeah. 
what what people are mistaking that as oh this is a super jacked up pre-workout <laughs> yeah it's literally your body dissipating yeah. what it doesn't need yeah and so uh, you're full. and with yeah. beta alanine too if you take it over like two or three weeks it build you build up in your system and that it doesn't really work like magic right away but it's once you have taking it for two or three weeks and it builds up that that uh lactic acid buffer and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so that's one of the big benefits of it is, is a lactic acid buffer for endurance, like I talked about before, right. um, which, you know, again, a lot of studies have shown that to be, to be effective, uh, which is why it's in there. Yeah. I love how you have taurine in there too, because a lot of people don't know you should take taurine with beta alanine. Yeah. And that's the other piece to it too. Um, you know, without getting into the really minute stuff, there's a lot of things that complement other things, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so a lot of people, a lot of people don't know that when you go into a GNC um, or a Popeyes or something, um, and I remember going to a GNC one time and the person worked behind the counter was like, you need, uh, this uh, type of protein. And I'm like, mm, uh, no, no, I don't want that. And they're like, no, you have to have this. This is, this is what you need kind of thing. Yeah. I'm like, it definitely is not, <laughs> definitely is not. Um, but they're just trying to sell you something, right? Yeah. So, and a lot of times they don't even know what they're trying to sell you. No. Which is another reason why I wanted to do this stuff because if you get nerdy like myself, you can kind of go back and look at stuff and say, well, this works with this one better than that. Yeah. Um, and like I say, there is no magic pill, but there is some stuff that's going to help. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people turn to supplements as like, oh yeah, this is going to make me the best, right? Yeah. But it's something uh, that just complements. Absolutely. You have to be, it's like taking steroids, right? If you're gonna, uh, not like not, it's not like taking steroids, but if you're going to take steroids, you still have to do the, the, the lifting and the training to actually see any results. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of, it's just going to help you get through it. Like I, I love when, uh, so I'll take a scoop of, uh, rocket fuel before my ski erg. And then all of a sudden I'm like 15 minutes in, I'm like, Oh shit, let's go. <laughs> I'm just like, it just kicks in and you're just like, yeah, you're just, just one little extra, I guess, little boost. Yeah, totally. And, and it's not going to be like if you're laying on the couch and you're like the last thing on the world or last thing on the planet, I feel like doing right now is having a workout. Yeah. Gonna, it's not like if you take a swig of that, you're going to be like, Oh, let's crush it. Right. Yeah, it's, no. it's not a magic pill. Yeah. Uh, but, but if you are doing hard workouts and stuff, hundred percent, it makes a difference. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you have the whey protein. Have you ever thought about doing like a casein protein or uh, anything, a little slower digesting protein? Absolutely. So it's funny you mentioned that. So, so with the new products that we have coming out, stay right? tuned. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like I have this, this huge idea of, of all the stuff that I want to have, because I think there's a role for different things. Right. Yeah, for and sure. so, um, yeah, like there's so many things I want to get. It's just a matter of allowing it to expand into that area. Yeah. But totally, we're going to do a casein. We're going to have a vegan protein out soon. Um, for for uh, I went for six months where I went completely plant-based because mm-hmm. I wanted to see the effect that it had on my body. Because right. again, you hear all these things that, well, it's going to do this, that, or the other thing. It's going to affect your performance in this way or whatever. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm going to try it on myself and, and see where I end up. Um, I actually didn't notice anything negative at all. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So... Um, there's a lot of people that want a plant-based protein as well. Yeah. And so yeah. we're also looking at having one of those done up. And that's actually really important to be taking your BCAAs with a, with, on a vegan diet because a lot of the, you're getting a lot of these uh, amino acids from stuff like steak and stuff like that to help your body digest the protein. Yeah. So when you have the BCAAs, that's going to kind of complement the vegan diet a little bit too. Absolutely. So that is one of the negatives on a plant-based diet that a lot of people don't understand is some of the sources that they have are not a complete protein source, yeah. right? So 
if you're saying, um, you know, in a slice of cheese, there's some protein in there. There is, but it's also not a complete protein source, yeah. right? So to your point, Jared, like there's not everything's created equal. So yeah. even with the plant-based stuff, yeah, you might have to to sub in some other stuff just to make sure you're covering all your bases, yeah, right? right? And even, not even just from a performance standpoint, like I get it, right? We're, we're all about a performance type thing. Overall health too. 100%. Just from an overall health standpoint, um, it's, it's really fascinating. Have you ever read the book... Um, it's about plant-based diets. It's called, oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, it's got pages on the, uh, yeah, it's got pages and things. You've seen it. It's got a cover. Yeah, you've seen it. Shoot, I can't remember the name. Well, it's a plant-based. One uh, book I'm reading right now is The Plant Paradox. I don't know if that's the same book you're talking about, but it talks about the phthalates in the, in the, in the, the in the plants, but that, it's probably a different book. No, it's, um shoot it'll come to me but yeah. anyway it's so it, it what's interesting is that this this guy that, that authored the book um he went he goes way off into the weeds about how if you if you eat anything but plants you are 100% going to get cancer and die like he goes way off in the really? deep end. that's crazy yeah but he, but to be fair he does refer to some studies that make you go hmm it might not be a bad <laughs> idea to mix some things right yeah for sure yeah. um and and he does he does pick a lot on on protein like well, uh, milk based proteins yeah, so well, those- to me, I, I'm under the belief like you take anything to an extreme, you're probably going to end up with some extreme totally. something. Well, totally. Yeah, there's going to be an extreme reaction yeah. to, to. I mean, you can you can hyperhydrate and die from drinking water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised that you know somebody on a certain diet did end up with sure a cancer of some type yeah. just like they say you eat too much meat, you're going to end up with cancer as well. Well, yeah, you, you take anything to an extreme. It, you're running a risk. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention the genetic side that comes into play t- too. Everyone's right? so Huge. different. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, I don't think there's any way you could possibly ever factor in for all of the things, right? No. no. And it's pro- that's the problem with a lot of these like studies, right? Cause they, they take, a, they look over groups of people that eat meat, but they don't factor in how much they drink, how much they smoke, any, like <laughs> yeah. are they eating Big Macs? Yeah. Are they eating like a real good steak? They don't yeah. factor for a lot of that stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm curious. So with your, um, with your diet, like with uh, ketosis and stuff like that, do you do, um, like say normally, do you do any intermittent fasting? Yeah, I do probably five days, four or five days a week. Oh, you do? Yeah, hey? I okay. do. I, I'll, I'll, my window will be from like 8 p.m. till noon. Okay. So a lot of the time. Okay. So that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good. I think it's um, a 12 hour window. Uh, no, it's more than that. 14 hour, 16 hour window. I don't know. Yeah. yeah that's eight, pretty good. I, I find one big thing that helps me big time is if, uh, if I can be done eating, before a certain like at least two three hours before bedtime i sleep a whole lot better is that right yeah Yeah. big time i find if i snack on some chips before i go to bed it helps (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're gonna get the sugar crack (laughs) but your but your overall sleep quality if like i wear the whoops whoop strap it it attracts deep sleep REM sleep uh light sleep all that and you can definitely notice a difference if you have a late meal like late meals are huge yeah absolutely same thing i track my sleep too because i'm a nerd yeah and i'm super fascinated about all that stuff too so uh, there's another, there's a book you should read if you ever get a chance. It's called Why We Sleep. And um, it's by the world's like foremost leading expert. Is that Matt Walker? Matt Walker? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen it. Have you seen that book before? I haven't have you read seen, it. I haven't read the book. I know the book, but I've listened to him on podcast quite okay. a few times. Yeah. Yeah. The the book is, dude, it is mind blowing. Um, I mean, we, we know sleep is important, right? Yeah. But when he talk, when he kind of digs into the science of it, it really makes you go, okay, sleep was here for me. Sleep is now <laughs> yeah. number one priority for yeah, me. Yeah, it's big time. You don't realize it until you kind of take a step back because, you know, I was uh, last winter, I was working like 15, 16 hour days and I was like, I don't know, I keep going. But then 
you know, you take a you take a step back and you get some actual good sleep. You're like, oh man, I was feeling like shit before. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, and I bet you read a book like that, and there's a lot of misconceptions about sleep. Like you said, there was about things like creatine. Like you hear, oh, you have to get eight hours of sleep. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of misconceptions to just getting eight hours well, of sleep. It, like you said, are you getting a quality sleep? What are you doing before the sleep? What? Are you, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's interesting studies with that. He talks about this with THC. How it it gives you it lets you it helps you fall asleep fast, but you're not actually getting your quality REM yep. sleep. Same yep, with alcohol. Right. If you drink, uh, you're not getting your quality REM sleep. It's it basically suppresses the REM sleep, and that's a major port. Like you can sleep eight hours, but it doesn't mean you're getting all your sleep cycles, and it doesn't yeah. mean you're gonna be rested. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's really it's a really really cool book. Uh, I highly recommend reading it for sure. What's that one called again? Just for everybody. It's called Why We Sleep. Why We Sleep. Yeah. yeah. Matt Walker. He's really good. He's been on Joe Rogan and stuff before. He's yeah. He's yeah. Listen to his podcast too. Yeah. I think he has a podcast but uh yeah he's definitely he, he's one of the, like no no one likes sleeping right like i hate sleeping yeah, yeah. but well, it makes you really kind well, of reprioritize it a couple of things that could turn your mental you know if you're having a little bit of mental struggles in life would just be getting your sleep on track and getting your nutrition on track and big time but that's why it, you go ahead that would change your life like you don't even have to do much more than that. Like people think you got to do yeah. all these drastic changes. I got to start working out three hours. No, every you don't. Night even if you work out 15, 20 minutes a day. Yeah. yeah. Just get off. Get, get moving. Your, get, yeah. get your sunlight. So getting sunlight, it's huge. Right. Yep. Get yeah, off absolutely. your phone. Get off your phone in the morning. And get, all these things complement each other. Just like you're, you're talking about how the taurine complements the, the, the albeta alanine yeah. and stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Same goes for our life. And it's, but it's almost in a way I feel like people, they intuitively know that, right? But they're like, ah, that sounds like a lot of work. Is there a pill I can take? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's a problem, right? Because you go to the, yeah. you go to your doctor and they're like, uh, they don't ask you anything about your nutrition, your exercise habits, your sleep habits. And they're like, okay, here's a pill for that. And uh, you should be an antidepressant now and you're good. Yeah. But then, yeah, like you can, like there's definitely people that need that stuff for sure. Uh, but you can do a whole lot of, like a whole lot for your well-being just by getting proper sleep getting uh daylight daily regular exercise even if it's just walking take you go for a walk a couple times a day that's huge we were Uh, meant to be long distance creatures we weren't meant to sit we're meant to move yeah 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 get your diet on track uh cut out all that inflammatory food the breads the pastas all that stuff and I'm, I mean, I don't even, I'm not even saying cut that out completely. I think there's a balance. Re- you reduce have it, it, like uh, just reduce it a little bit, yeah, to, well, you know? Well, even just work your way that way. But I think uh, one problem a lot of people have, my, like myself included, was when I was racing hardcore, like I'm super strict. But then you have one day where you have a, a shitty breakfast and then all of a sudden the whole day is off the rails. So if mm-hmm. you just kind of say, okay, I give myself two meals a day or two meals a week, uh, not on the same day. That's big time because I think a lot of people they snowball that right. Like it just snowballs. Yeah. You miss one yeah. workout and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna have pizza, and then the next day is like, oh, I feel like shit. I'm gonna have uh, McDonald's breakfast or whatever. And yeah, then and just, then they're like, well, fuck, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and you're addicted well, and to that dopamine I, hit of that I shitty food when you're yeah. having it, right? Yeah. People also, I, I know I've struggled with this in the past, is rewarding a bad day with negative shit like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's like, man, I worked so hard today. I've, I had a hard day. There was all these bad customers. I did this. Worked 14 hours. I'm gonna crush a. I don't eat Big Macs, but you know, yeah. I'll crush a Big Mac. Yeah. Well. That did nothing to help you at all either, <laughs> yeah, man. That absolutely. Just, 
yeah. all the more reason to take care of yourself when you're working long hours and getting your sleep and yeah i totally agree i think we're all guilty of it to some extent oh, but yeah. yep. just being it's aware of easy. being aware of that stuff though too is like at least it's in your head and you're like okay maybe i shouldn't uh maybe i gotta make sure i get my workout tomorrow then first thing right? yeah. yeah absolutely hold yourself accountable somehow some way yeah i think that's uh, the hardest thing too is holding yourself accountable yeah and i think one of the best quotes i've ever heard and it's something that i tell a lot of people is progress not perfection yeah right because people feel like i have to nail this diet every day or i'm I'm wasting my time and that couldn't be further from the truth just do what you can do and then and then if you can improve on that fantastic right but if you're where you're at in life you know again with kids and job and all these things if that's the best that you can do for that day, then that's okay. Because yeah. it's better than what you were going to do. And you'll feel good about doing your best too. Yes, like, absolutely. Absolutely. So progress, not perfection. Yeah. That That is a huge, a huge thing. Um, and same goes for like, for sleep. I know, especially like if you're trying to start something, right? And sleep kind of has to take a bit of a, a backseat to everything. Um, but when you, when you learn a lot more about sleep... You start to learn that, like, okay, well, I'll I'll sleep when I die, right? Or I'm going <laughs> to yeah. sleep three hours and grind the other 21 kind of thing. Yeah. You very quickly realize that you can't sustain that. That's not realistic whatsoever. And you're not getting the most progress out of your day because you're tired and you're like, ah, have another coffee, have another coffee. Yeah. 100%. So, like, even for myself, I've, I just for, it's an average number, but it really is for me eight hours. If I get below eight hours, I can tell, if I'm, like, seven hours and 21 minutes, yeah. I can tell, I'm like, ooh. I'm a little light today because I just, I can't quite deal with things the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm like eight hours and 10 minutes, I'm like, Ooh, let's do this. Right. Yeah. So, uh, for me, I, sleep is a huge indicator too. So, uh, and, and it, he does in the book, he does talk about how like, you know, not everyone needs that eight hours, right? There are some people that truly do only need five or yeah, six, definitely. but they're very few. He, he, yeah. he did make sure that you're probably not one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. And yeah. And people don't realize too, they're like, the amount of strain you have in a day definitely impacts your sleep need. That's why I love this whoop strap. It tells you it, it, it calculates your strain versus the sleep you had last night. And it's like, okay, you need to get this. You need to go to bed at this time. If you want to wake up at this time. And it actually, it's really helpful tool actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. And, and, and ever since I started prioritizing sleep, like I'm legit, I'm in bed usually by nine or nine 30. Mm-hmm. I, I know that sounds like an old person, but it's super important. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, watching netflix before while you're in bed doesn't help it's no, not a good idea no, no. it's terrible it, well it gets some blue blockers at least but uh yeah i find reading reading before like i i recently started using a journal and i'm like okay this is my goals for the week i got to be in bed by 10 o'clock each night i got to read a half an hour each day so i usually go to bed at, we go to bed at 10 read for half an hour go to sleep at 10 30 up at a certain time just kind of structuring it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. a few more hours your bedtime will be getting a little earlier and earlier yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah for yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i find like a lot of the world's like high performing people they talk about journaling and they talk about like how important it is mm-hmm. now full disclosure i've never done it um do you find it helps like what are you finding benefits with it is it how did you start uh well my therapist i actually started a few years ago i started just uh kind of like a gratitude journal um i'm actually kind of getting more and more warmed up to this like the idea of like uh, I'm not like particularly religious or anything, but I like the idea of saying grace, not necessarily in the Lord's name or whatever, but just, you know, taking it a minute to be thankful for what you do have mm-hmm. and the things you have. And th- that kind of goes a long way. You're just kind of putting that stuff to the front of your head and you, it's, you're aware of it more so than like, cause you, we can all have a lot of good things going on in our life, but then, you know, you have one shitty thing and that's just all you think about. And you're yeah. like, Oh man, what the hell am I doing? And mm-hmm. focus on the name. Yeah. I think it's good to write that stuff down. Like writing stuff down definitely makes it cement more in your head too. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I find for me personally, if I'm, if I'm lying in bed and I can't seem to shut my mind off, one of the things that really truly helps me honestly is I just, I practice being grateful for things. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, whatever corny or weird as that may sound. I literally will sit there like if I can't shut it down, I'll go, okay, well, I can move my hands. I can move my feet. That's cool. And then I just go further and further down that path of things that I'm really grateful for and just the most simple things. And before you know it, my mind settles right down because I'm not stressing out about Mm -hmm. things anymore and I fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do uh, any meditation or anything like that? See, I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about it. I've, I've tried it before, but I just feel like I'm, you know, I'm laying there and I'm like, <sighs> and my mind just keeps skipping off path, mm-hmm. right? And I know that's normal for meditation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was talking to my friend about it actually just a couple of weeks ago and he, he does quite a bit of it. And I was talking to him, I'm like, I can't seem to get my mind to settle down on it. But then I realized a lot of things that I do now kind of are like, they're a form of meditation. Running. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like there's, there's things I do where I can slow my mind down and stop you know overthinking everything yeah um i just hadn't labeled it as meditation yeah but, yeah. but, but it actually is yeah, yeah. If I'm, I'm the same way the only place that i can get my mind to settle down was either during some form of activity where you know you don't have to focus like riding's not a good one because you got to focus a bit but either that like a run or a float tank actually was have you tried a float tank before no yeah. oh my god it's there's some there's just something about it that really? allowed you to get into a bit more of that so do you know what a float tank is yeah yep. so yeah you sit in this uh salt water uh bath basically it's the same it's heated to the same temperature as your skin so you're laying in it you're floating because of all the salt it's it keeps your body up and then you sit in this like um, – they do it in either rooms or in pods. But it's just uh, – some people put music on and lights on and stuff. But I sit in there, dead silence, yeah. pitch black, and it's like you're floating through space. And at first, you start like your mind's going all over the place. And all of a sudden, it's like you hit a point and it's like – you're just like, yeah, whoa. And then it's like – it's almost kind of like <clears throat> a psychedelic thing. It's crazy. But, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Hmm, I'm going to have to give it a try. Give, yeah. a, give it a couple tries, though. The first time is – it takes you a minute to figure it out. Like it's meditation, it's not easy to just get into yeah. a meditative state. Yeah. I found my first one was, it almost took me the whole session to get into a state where I was kind of calm and relaxed. Okay. And then, then the next time I went, it was a yeah, lot, lot quicker to get into. So, it. like, how long are you going for? Uh, you can do an hour, an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it's cool. Have you, yeah. Do you? Are you big on ice baths? I find that's the like if you want to quiet your mind and be really present in the moment, get into a, <laughs> a bath that's. <laughs> 35 degrees Fahrenheit and yeah. you're, you're there. There's no way around there. I love it. You're I just focusing love, on now. I love you. I, I, I do it every single day. I get in there. I'm just like, you just focus on your breathing and all of a sudden it's like, all of a sudden two minutes in, the bath doesn't feel so bad. Uh, you're just like focusing on your breathing. You're totally present. You're completely there. Yeah. And there's actually a quite a bit of science behind taking uh, cold plunges and stuff like that are super beneficial for yeah, the body yeah. as well right big big for your immune system uh dopamine release everything right so yeah. do you do your ice bath in the morning or at uh, nighttime? i typically do it at nighttime i don't yeah. know i'm like i find when i wake up in the morning my body temperature is kind of low okay. i don't know apparently like your your body is supposed to you're supposed to be at your coldest you're supposed to go to bed cold and you're, as you are waking up you're supposed you warm to warm up, up yeah so i like to do an ice bath i usually do a workout and then i do an ice bath and then um, apparently it's really good for your, um, I can't remember what, what's the kind of fat, what's the fat that's internal. Uh, what's that fat called? White fat or intracellular fat. Yeah. Something like it's good for your intracellular fat to, uh, get into that cold water and then get out and not go into warm water right away. Just let your body heat up. It's really good for that. And then I'll wait a bit and then I'll go in the hot tub usually. Hmm. Okay. That's it. So do you rock? Like I've seen people like just plug in a deep freeze. Do you do that? Or, uh, like, I've, do you... I've thought a lot about you need to, so you need to line the, the freezer. Oh, okay. But I don't know. 
how exactly i don't know i know people that have done it i know that yeah. Corey, that our neuro the neuro guy that was on here before yeah. he does that uh, but yeah i just take uh so i have a fridge uh, our fridge has two ice makers so usually every day it's full so if i go two days without doing an ice bath then i can get it colder because i have more ice uh, but yeah, I just, I fill it up with cold, like just as cold as it can go, fill up the bathtub, dump as much ice as I can into it. And then I get in for three to five minutes and I do, I do like minimum 21 minutes a week. Really? Eh? Yeah. Wow. And you must find that helps quite a bit with inflammation as oh, well. Oh, big time. Right? Yeah. Big yeah. time joints. Like yeah. I find, um, for muscle soreness too. So I get into the ice bath with a little bit of, uh, I ride protein and some greens and then next day I'm feeling pretty good. Like sometimes, you know, you do work, you do a bunch of Bulgarian split squats or something and mm-hmm. you're just crippled, right? <laughs> but I find like taking the time to do that kind of stuff really helps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many beneficial things you can do, right? And I get that there's only so much time in a day. So maybe finding, picking a couple things yeah. that might work Yeah, you're you, not going to be able to do everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. I've got another listener question here. They were asking, uh, what's the best time of day to take your BCAAs? Completely depends on, on I guess, the, the timing of everything else, if that Probably makes pro- sense. Probably protein intake and... Totally, yeah. So if you if you take some BCAAs and then you you know you take a protein shake, it's not going to be as effective, right? Yeah. So um, timing is going to be completely dependent on what your day looks like. But that's one of the benefits about the BCAAs is that it, it can be applied across multiple things that you're using it for. Okay. So... Uh, so, uh, like Jared was talking about earlier, you're going to get that into your bloodstream, right? And it's going to help you, um, kind of hold on to what you have instead of your body tearing everything down. So like yeah. post-exercise is good. And if you like a lot of people like having it during exercise as well, I mean, there's really, there's no wrong time to take it as much as it's probably when is the not most being, beneficial time to take. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's probably yeah. not being used as well as it could be. Cause if, if you eat a bunch of steak or something, right. And then take some BCAs, uh, it, the steak's probably going to be out, right? Um, so it's probably not being used to its full extent. Okay. Um, but if you're out at the track or you're out running or something like that, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. Who was that from? Who was that question Dave from? Dave Smith. No, Dave Smith's coming in Dave, hot with yeah, a question. question. He's, he's, he's a uh, DTS trailer services. Oh yeah. Shout out Dave, yeah, Dave Smith. Yeah. yeah. Sponsored go. me one year. Nice. Shout out. Maybe you should sponsor yeah. the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. He uh, he raced um, some races last season at, at um, Wild Rose, hey? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. He's out. Awesome. He's yeah. out there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, to see I those dudes. I remember reading the name off as we were. Oh, yeah. We're announcing. <laughs> now it's in the series. Uh, okay. So let's go back a little bit into your background a little bit. When did you start? Uh, so you said you started getting into motocross seriously when you were 16 or so. Uh, did you pursue that consistently? Well, I mean... It, uh, maybe a little bit like I, I wanted to be one of the the pros and stuff like that right yeah. uh, that being said kind of looking back now it's like whew, that's probably not as glamorous as i thought it would was going to be right <laughs> yeah there's no money to be made <laughs> dude like really like some guys struggle but um yeah i mean i i did like the you know the normal provincial circuits and things like that and went up from beginner to junior to media yeah. that kind of stuff uh and then i ended up getting hurt and and that's when i went back to school but um and then, and then I didn't have a bike for a couple of years while I was in school. So I yeah, kind of okay. took, a, took a break yeah, from yeah. it, which is probably a good thing. It kind of renewed my, my want to do it, you know? Yeah. I think we've all gone through that period where you, you stop something for a little bit and then you're just, your passion for it even grows even more when you get yeah. back into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of have, life has a little bit of a reframing, right? So you can kind of 
realize yeah. what's important, what's not. Yeah. Maybe winning the junior race at the provincial <laughs> level is not worth dying I for. Don't know, you know, man, that's pretty serious <laughs> stuff right there. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet trophy. Yeah, <laughs> the junior class at Rocky Mountain House, you better get that <laughs> yeah, $5 exactly. trophy. Yeah, exactly. Better get that plaque. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so things shift, right? But yeah. But, uh, and that's, I think that's one thing that I've kind of really realized late. Like I'm a super competitive person too. So for me to try and dial it back when I'm out there is, is tough for me to do, man. Oh, I'm the same way. It's yeah. tough for me to do, right? Like it drives me bananas, but I yeah. have to try and remember, okay, it's not worth, it's not worth it today. Right. If this jump, whatever, if the lips of it, it's a yeah. little sketchy or something, yeah. let's dial it back. It's not worth dying today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But then I see Jared on the track, and I'm just like, "Oh, good God!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a full lap ahead of him, and he catches right up to me in yeah. five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, but you've been at the track pretty consistently for the past. Um, I think the first year there, you're on a Yamaha, right? Mm-hmm. That, that I can remember anyway. Maybe six, seven, eight years ago. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I've been going there somewhat, yeah, consistently, and, and um, I, I didn't even realize how quickly the hours add up, you know. But yeah. If you go like a couple times a week, man, you're putting some serious hours on your bike. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, it yeah. depends who you are. I guess some people don't ride. They do like two laps at a time. But if you're going grinding 30s, yeah, hours, your bike's oh. clapped quick. Yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, some dudes will do the two laps and then sit down and have a beer. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I mean, good for them, yeah, I guess. Yeah. At least you're getting yeah. out. Totally, good, yeah. 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 yeah, some's better than none, I guess. Yeah, right? house at least, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I guess an, uh, we can go another direction with this. Uh, what's your kind of outlook or your philosophy on uh, how you structure your training? So that's changed quite a bit over the years. Um, sim- simply from from going kind of a, in a competing side to. Um, so to what, what were you competing in, like bodybuilding? Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So drug free tested bodybuilding and stuff. Okay. Um, so kind of going from that over to more of the stuff for like motocross and stuff right and kind of seeing some parallels but also seeing you know obviously the endurance base has to be a lot higher and that kind of stuff um so so like what dave was talking about earlier there's there's hypertrophy um which i did for a long time which is like building muscle right building muscle mass yep totally yep um and then there's there's more of the performance side of things right so you can and there's there's a big spectrum there right so there's you know the big jack dudes and then there's you know some marathon runner and then in the middle, you might have some CrossFit people yeah. and anywhere on that sliding spectrum. Actually, hold on here. I got a good, some, we had an Instagram question that was fitting with this. Uh, oh, we got a bunch. Uh, let me find it. <laughs> I think it was in the DMs. So keep going on. Yeah, so I, just, I got it. I got it. Here. Okay, here we go. Uh, how are you so jacked and ride dirt bikes? Most riders are very slender. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know, is there a name to that? Um, it's very flattering. Eh? Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Kyle Perry. Okay. Uh, no, it's not who I was thinking might ask something like that. <laughs> um, just from, from, from my background. And again, I kind of came off the assembly line this way. So it's always been really easy for me to build muscle. Um, mm-hmm. and as a matter of fact, like lately I've been trying to, to increase my, or sorry, decrease my 5k time. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm never going to be a skinny dude. I just have to accept that. Yeah, right? Some yeah. people are just built differently, right? hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. So, so when I was in on the competing side of things, that worked out quite well. I ended up getting top five in the world in drug-free bodybuilding. Oh, which, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, which was fantastic. But I kind of, that chapter was over and now I wanted to go do something else. But my body still just is like, 
you're not gonna be a runner dude <laughs> you're not gonna be a runner with calves like that you're not running nowhere <laughs> you're a guy that looks you look at a dumbbell and you put on five pounds <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a constant fight for me so yeah. so just in regards to my training it's gone a lot from you know a lot of strength training and things like that to now a lot of my training is is aerobic based stuff with a lot of crossfit type circuit things so, so I'll do like you, a lot of high-end circuits so you mix, mix in some anaerobic stuff too huge yeah and, and basically i i will actually man i don't even remember the last time i did any sort of like significant strength training just because my genetics mm-hmm. I, I just don't, don't need, need to, to. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, where i do need to focus more on the anaerobic and aerobic side that's yeah. where my body like if, if if I let myself eat a few extra things and I lay off of some aerobic stuff, dude, I will balloon right up. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the way my body is, you know. Uh, I I wish it wasn't like yeah. that, but uh-huh. uh, but that's the way it is. So I I definitely have to focus more on that side personally. Okay. Otherwise, I'll spin yeah. out of control. Yeah. What one narrative I kind of hate is that oh you're you're over thirty you're gonna your metabolism slowing down you're oh you can't you're gonna balloon up you're not gonna be as fit as you were like that. It's it's all kind of non- it. it's it's all kind of nonsense. Yeah, if you it let is. it exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you let it. And here's the thing too is that people use that as a crutch, right? Yeah. They think yeah. well when I hit a certain age things are going to go downhill anyway, so and it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Right? They just yeah. let it happen, man. Yeah. Whereas if you stay committed to it, right? And I get it's not easy, but if you kind of stay the course, it doesn't have to happen. No. 100%. Right? Yeah. Doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, and you're you're probably going to fight that fight and maybe you do you have to make a minor adjustment in your diet and lifestyle, but it's probably not this major one that everybody thinks it is. Like, no, it's it's really not. And I mean, everyone's different with their genetics and everything, but really just because you hit 30 doesn't mean it's all downhill from well, here. Well, if you made it to 30 with a certain you know body type and metabolism and stuff, why would it just change overnight? It doesn't. It just It, it doesn't, you're yeah. You're doing something to change it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I said, I think a lot of people lean on that, right? Yeah. I mean, even when people hit, you know, 60 or 70 years old, you see a lot of them lean on, well, I'm getting older, I'm getting older, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen, like I've competed in, against guys that were in their 50s that were in crazy shape, oh, yeah. Yeah. crazy shape, right? And they just didn't have any excuse, so yeah. they just kept out. And it. maybe that's when the supplements come more into play when you get a little older. But you know who the oldest guy to climb Everest is? How old do you think? I wouldn't be shocked if he was like 70. 80 yeah. something. Yeah. 80 what? 85 or something. Yeah. Are you serious? Dead serious. Well, there you go. There's your proof, right? Yeah, no, granted, he may be an outlier. Yeah, right? for sure. But it doesn't mean you have to give up at 60. No. Yeah, exactly. Just because, well, I've hit this magic number that most people believe you should start slowing down at, right? Yeah. yeah. And even I see it with guy. Like I work <laughs> with this one dude. He's an old Polish dude. He's uh, like 67 or something still swinging sledgehammers and doing it just as much as anyone can right yeah uh yeah it's all what you all with your lifestyle is huge with that and uh yeah i think it's all what you prioritize yeah it's your your mindset it's your perception of 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 where you should be right so like what you think you become so if you think you you know when you hit 60 i can start letting off the gas a little bit that's probably what's going to happen yeah right but i know for me personally like Maybe I won't be able to lift as much when I'm 70 or something like that, or, or be able to run quite as fast or whatever that is. I don't know, but I'm sure as hell going to try. Do it, I'm still yeah, going to try. Thing. Yeah, you just got to keep. If you keep moving, you're going to be able to keep moving. Yeah, 100. Yeah, yeah. I like saying a lot of times. I like saying I'd rather wear out than rust out because yeah. I think a lot of people rust out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. I'd say most people. Right, like their joints go and they're just they can hardly lift themselves well, off the af- toilet. They're afraid to make their use their bodies because yeah. they think they're going to yeah. wear it out, but. Yeah. By not using it, you're making things ten times worse. Hundred yeah, percent. You got to you got to use your bo- you use it or you lose it with your body. 100%. Yeah, man. All yeah. that goes for 
anyone, right? Yeah, we're meant to move. We're meant to get up and chase food and do things, right? Not yeah. not to sit well, behind and, the computer and, all day. And tear and rebuild and, yep. you know, like, that is part of our body's structure and DNA yeah. is to cells die and regenerate. Like, yep. yep. There's a reason that we have the ability to get into a, a ketogenic state. Right there's an ad, there's a reason yeah. that adaptation is there. It's not yeah. because in the last hundred years of our industrialization that our bodies have figured something out. Right, it goes back a lot further than that. There's yeah. a reason we we do that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So when you're structuring your training, do you have a lot of base training in there too, or? Yeah. So yeah. what's your philosophy on base training? So for me, it, it, I'm I'm huge, huge, huge on flexibility. So I'm huge on listening to what my body's telling me. Um, like, believe it or not, even after all those years of competing on stuff, I never did um, write my workouts down. I, I always had an idea of what I was going to do going into there, and I had a goal, but I always listened to my body, and I was very um, I was very in tune with that because not all days are created equal. Not all sleep is created equal. Stress happens in life. Things will come up, right? So you have to be willing to roll with that. I think if you're trying to force a square peg through a round hole, that's when you can get injured, you can get burnt out, you can mm-hmm. have all these things happen. So for me... My base is always going to be okay. So uh, this week, I'm going to do five runs this week. I can do them whenever the hell I want, but I have to get this many in, Mm -hmm. right? And if I don't, if I have some crazy thing happens, well, that's life. I'm not going to kill myself over it, right? I get that. As long as you don't make that week after week. Totally, right? Know. Yeah, and don't don't ever use it as an excuse or a crutch. Yeah. It was right? an extenuating circumstance. Exactly. Was, yeah. Exactly, yeah. You know, being tired, is that's not going to cut it. No, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you wait till you feel good to work out, you're never going to work out. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, like legit, you know, yeah. like I, I'll train every day and I very rarely am I like, oh, I'm so excited to do this right now. <laughs> like, you know, like a lot of times, I'm like, okay, let's get the grind on, man. Yeah. This is going but once, to happen. Once you get five, ten minutes into, you're like, oh, okay, let's go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, it's not so bad, right? Yeah. But again, we're also designed to, like, our bodies are designed to tell us to not do that, mm-hmm. right? Because we're we don't know when our next food is going to come. So our bodies are sending these signals to say, nah, you probably should slow down today. Be let's careful, just rest. Yeah. yeah, let's rest, right? We don't know when we're going to eat again. Rest is important too, right? It is for sure. It is for sure. But but I think what people consider to be rest and probably what is good rest are probably two different things. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. They'll use that as a yeah. crutch too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need more rest today. Uh, yeah, I didn't do anything yesterday, but I need another rest yeah, day. Yeah, it's a rest day. Like, well, hold on a sec. Cause Just because yes, you're doing a rest day doesn't mean you can't do some stretching or like a light mobility. cycle. Yeah. Or yes, yeah. get, yourself, get your body moving every yeah. day. There's, a hundred, there's absolutely a, a thing called active rest, the, right? I was going to say, just get out and do something active that's totally. different than what you normally do, right? Active rest, right? So exactly, you're like you're 100% right on the money. So mobility work, a light cycle, get some blood moving around, right? Just keep the mitochondria, keep things activated and going because if you don't use it, you lose it. And it's quite interesting. As a matter of fact, within a seven-day period, any athlete, within a seven-day period, uh, and de- again, genetically, depending on the person, you will start to uh, to descale on that very quickly. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. will start to become less and less fit quickly once you stop. Yeah. People might think, well, it might take months. No, it takes days. Yeah. You're not going to lose it all. No, no, no. Seven, and it's, but and you're going thing, to rapidly decline. The good Absolutely. thing is, yeah. though, it comes back quick if you have that from before. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the benefits of doing things like strengthening and that is there's things like rate coding, yeah. right? So you're, you're, you're improving your body's ability to, to recruit muscle tissue faster, yeah. that kind of stuff, right? So your body does remember all that. So let's say you, let's say you, you know, you, you train for six months and you get to a super fit level. 
and you know a lot of people have probably done it where they take the week off to go to mexico or something right mm -hmm. yeah. and then when they first get back into training they're like this is, feels a lot harder than it should right yeah. your body is already starting to dial things back and to your point you'll you'll quickly pick it up again and away you go but there's a reason that it feels that hard again is because your body's already going okay i don't need to do this anymore that's wasting energy i don't want to waste energy because yeah. anthropologically speaking that meant death for us yeah right yeah so yeah. there's a lot of things like that um uh, where you just, like I say, if you, if you take a little bit of a break, it's, it's probably going to be hard to get going again, but yeah. you'll, you'll pick it up. Yeah. I had that actually, uh, I haven't been able to do much since I had, uh, like much in terms of cardio since I broke my ankle. So, and then I went and bought the ski erg and the first day I did, I'm like, Oh man, this is hell. But then I, I did it every day this week. And then I did one today. I'm like, I was crushing. I was feeling so good. I'm like, man, I feels love good that. to be back. Yeah. I love that you're, that you're hardcore about that. Cause I'm the same way, dude. Like. I'll find a way to do something, right? Like yeah. if my arm's in a cast, well, I guess I'm skipping with one arm, man. Yeah, like yeah, someone yeah. else grabbed the other end because we're skipping. Yeah, yeah. and just because yeah. you're like, I, I, like lower body is a little harder because at least if you broke your arm or your leg or your shoulder, you can still like ride a spin bike and it's a little easier to get your cardio yeah. in that way. Yeah. But yeah. to get your cardio in all of her body, yeah, that's why I went and bought the skier. For but. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I just love your mindset on it. I think that's cool. I think that's wicked. Don't quit. There's there's a way around the problem. You oh, can't, yeah, you can't put your leg yeah. in a, on a bicycle. Yeah, there's Work a the way problem. around the problem. But problem you do, to be solved. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. if you're bent on doing it, man, you, you'll find a way to get it done. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 What other questions do we got? Yeah, let's take a look. We got a, f a few here. I haven't even read them all yet. Uh, oh, DTS trailer rentals. By the way, he said he would sponsor the podcast. Did so, he really? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, hold on. I don't know. I'm not good at Instagram. Uh, okay. Jeremy Lumberjack, when are we going to see Mitch line up for an off-road race in Alberta? Ooh, that's a good question. So so I did buy a two-stroke bike for that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I got a, a KTM 300XC because I want to I wanna get outside my comfort zone and, and try some of that. So... Probably this spring, I think I'll line up and. Oh yeah, dude! I'm gonna be a goon out there. Like I have <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. Uh, it's good to. I, th I find it's so good to do different things and adapt to. Like I find that's. I when I was racing, like moto full time, I got kind of narrow minded on. Oh, I gotta go do motos, motos, motos. I gotta do my workouts and motos. But it's really good to adapt your skills and go do something like that. Go do some off road ri races, and you, it's not gonna hurt you. Yeah, and I, what I find too is it's a totally. I mean, it's a similar community, but at the same time, it's different, you know? And I find like with, with the moto stuff and especially at your level, guys are super competitive, right? Oh yeah. Um, and I know like when you're ripping around the track, other than kind of that circle that you have, probably if somebody that doesn't normally ride at Blackfoot, if they see you out on the track and they're a fast dude, guaranteed they're looking at you like, can I keep it? Can I keep up with him? Mm -hmm. Right. That's kind of moto dudes are like that. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas I find kind of out in the bush, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, you stop and take a break, whatever, <laughs> leaning up against the tree. It's all yeah. good. We'll keep going at some point. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind yeah. of a different feeling. Yeah. yeah. I find it's just, I feel like uh, a lot of us locals here in Calgary, we get kind of stuck riding Blackfoot all the time, mm -hmm. but it's really good to go and ride. Like there's a good track out in Wipress, like out in the, out in the bush. There's a good sand track out there. Go ride different stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I'm definitely guilty of that. Like Ooh, I'll just, we all are. It's so convenient just to go to Blackfoot, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, like growing up, we had like five different farm tracks that we would ride on, you know, yeah. and then, you know, noise 
kind of got those things yeah, shut yeah. down. But did you did you grow up around Rocky Mountain House? I mean, I know you mentioned Rocky Mountain House. Before. No, in Sundry, I grew up oh, around so Sundry. Oh, so you're you're still yeah. around there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you went. Rocky's a good track. I don't know. I I kind of think it's good to go. Like I like going on to Raymond. It's not like yeah. this groomed manicured track like Calgary, but it's good. Like. Man, it really keeps your skills in check, and I like even just going to like somewhere shitty like Brooks. No, not the sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like it's not great during the week, well, right? You, you gotta, go to Brooks. You got to practice the hard pack dirt and learn how to you know two wheel slide and do different skills on a bike rather than just rip hundred percent perfectly groomed track. I feel like any any kid that's listening to this, that's maybe up and coming junior kid, you gotta diversify ride the shittiest tracks ride hard pack rides Ooh. raymond go ride some shitty sand track out in the hills uh yeah just gotta you gotta be good at everything because well, i'm you, sure if, you can tell like at the end of a national the track is shit it's, it's not good hard pack it's square edge yeah. it's yeah you go you ride Cal- calgary at the end of the national day especially that when it's windy man it's like riding brooks with ruts yeah like with deep ruts like peg deep ruts everywhere and then yeah it's if you want to be a successful pro in the like in the national series you got to learn how to ride everything because you guess what you go yeah you might be good at these west coast rounds you go to go for dunes you go to sandalee you go to deschambeau it's a whole different Screw world it. over there yeah. and it's kind of tough here because there's not a lot we can really compare to that you can even go ride but but there is because like you've gone and found it yourself even you go out into like tata and you're getting some nice swooped out areas tata and- or go to i went we had this nice little place out by uh what was it bizano but we uh, we got the cops called and we got <laughs> fine you find a way to make it happen right yeah like, there's definitely places you can go but it's not yeah. easy you got may no. have to drive three hours yeah. right like yeah that's yeah. if you want to be so, if you want to be as good as you can come east coast you, you're gonna have to make those yeah. sacrifices and drive yeah. it might not be the funnest track you've ever rode or i think tad is probably the funnest track ever but yeah a lot of people don't think that way because it's gnarly bombed out whoops and carpet jumps carpet <laughs> jumps but man i have the most fun ever after a good rainfall oh it man that place epic is epic there, have you yeah. been out there tad creek no i've heard of it but i've never been there before yeah it's, it's cool. just uh just north of cranbrook between cranbrook and invermere okay oh man it's i shouldn't be talking about yeah. it too many people yeah, be yeah, going yeah, out yeah, there yeah, <laughs> yeah. but i think to your point though like w- with a place like blackout like the perfectly groomed tracks we get completely spoiled by that right like 100 yeah and, and exactly that if you go and ride stuff like a brooks or like a rocky where it's it's beat up it's super dusty it's super slippery yeah right um and exactly like the race conditions are never going to be absolutely perfect no. right by the end of the day it, it is slippery and dusty and yeah um and if you do have to go and race at one of those tracks well then you kind of have a feeling of what that's going to yeah. be like but yeah so i feel like blackfoot's kind of in a hard spot there because they do have to tailor to like the weekend warrior who does want to come out and ride a groomed track like it's not fun to go out and ride brooks no right? it's not You're fun really doing that to become a professional and yeah like, no one wants you, to do that you kind of got to tailor the track yeah. to these vet riders I, and stuff so i get it I totally right? but, but what you're saying is if you want to become something you have to go out and do it yourself you can't just sit here and bitch at blackfoot and be like well the track don't groom it on wednesdays we need a dusty track well we can't really do that it, go to raymond you Get your ass yeah. out to somewhere else and yeah, work the problem, yeah, man. Work the problem. Raymond's right? really not that bad. It's two hours, two two hours and ten minutes, whatever. It's really, not that big. If of a you deal. think about how many tracks would be within two hours of Calgary, you, you could probably 
count quite a few. Yeah, you could go maybe, maybe extend it to like three hours. Three you hours, go, yeah. Uh, Medicine Hat, Brooks, There's Raymond. Dor- Doriva, Drumheller. Drumheller. Yeah. Drumheller's yeah. a great place to get your hard pack skills yeah, in. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I ride there a couple times throughout the year for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's a, exactly, that's a fantastic place to get some super hard packed skills in. Yeah, and yeah. there's days where the track's nicely groomed there too. So go out yep. and check, you know, like you'll be, you'll get some wicked days out there and it's yeah. just a different layout that you're not riding all the yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Too. Different group of people, everything. Yeah. yeah. And I find even going to California, a lot of those tracks are the same shit as Calgary, right? <sighs> Certainly can be, yeah. yeah. And I think we try to model ourselves after the California thing too which at one time like that i was all gung-ho for that mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. yeah i th- yeah as as a vet rider myself i appreciate the groom tracks yeah um, but i do have a lot of fun on the other ones too but you like it's not again not the same riding right you're not pushing it the same way and well even the end of the day on a super saturday it's yeah. not groomed the track no, sucks it's, it's actually there's some super saturdays that have been on the east track man they're pretty gnarly oh yeah, yeah the last yeah. uh like the last full series it rained rain rain Man, those ruts were crazy were deep, yeah. deep. Crazy yeah. deep. I loved yeah. it. It was oh, awesome. It's a ton yeah. of fun to ride yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Man, I got to pee again. Oh, my You guys Lord. keep going? Yeah, you got any... Uh, you ever find you do an ice bath, and then all of a sudden you got to pee a bunch after? I did one ice bath just before you guys got okay. here. Okay. Yeah, I got to pee a bunch. <laughs> it's kicking <laughs> it in high <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. Okay, uh, we, well, maybe we'll ask a question sure. first. Yeah, you guys can go on it. that. Uh, how can I get a motorized cooler? Oh, oh, yeah. Those are highly custom. Do you yeah. see those? Do you see <laughs> that, that video? <laughs> I was checking that out all super series. I'd walk by that. Oh, it's, shit. It does so many good wheelies. It's yeah. so much fun. Quite, you can wheelie fun. that sucker, right? Yeah, it's actually yeah. got wheelie bars on it. What kind yeah. of motor we got on that right Just now? Just a little four-stroke. A little Briggs or yeah, something? Like, yeah, yeah, I think it's a... Yeah, I think it's a Briggs and Stratton or something. Just a little putt-putt, but it's got a lot of... It's got a lot of get-and-go for a cooler. Oh yeah, yeah. We were all about making go karts. Oh yeah. The cooler one seems perfect because you can just put whatever you want in there. Yeah, yeah. It's wicked, man. It around. Yeah, that's my little pit bike. Yeah, that thing's sweet. <laughs> awesome. I love that Got thing. big off-road tires. Yeah, yeah. How long? So you made that thing full custom from scratch? No, then? I actually bought it as oh, a as a. Okay. Yeah, you can get yeah, them yeah. online. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I've tried to look for them like used. No one's selling Nobody those things, has. man. Yeah, no, no, they're no, too no. much fun. Yeah, a little special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can just go online and buy yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Pricey or not too bad? Yeah, like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, by the time you end up building something yourself and you buy a motor and buy all the gearing and everything, yeah, it, totally. it does cost to do a good job. Yeah, I'd probably try and uh, bolt the cooler down and it would come flying off while I was on it yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, okay, let's see here. Um, uh, let's see. They want an opinion on the difference between... Uh, oh, we kind of went over that earlier with Jared. Uh, between es- essential, branch, essential amino acids and branch chain... Um, mm. so we've kind of gone on that we've touched on that yeah so that's we're just talking about the branch chain amino acids are part of those but you're kind of narrowing in on yeah. those ones yeah yeah uh, oh, wow. do you walk or run faster after rocket fuel boost do i walk or run faster yeah well i definitely can run faster at least i have more gas in the tank for sure yeah yeah, yeah. like legitimately i i will use it for every workout that i do and yeah because um, you say you've been running more lately right yeah, yeah yeah like i run um at least five or six days a week now yeah um, and the only days that i don't run is because i feel like i should i should 
take a little non-impact. Yeah. So I'll do like uh, an Airdyne or a salt bike. I'll okay. do that for an hour yeah. and just grind it out for an hour on one of those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, or or just do like a spin or something like that. Um, but I find for me, just for kind of my body type, running is helping me huge anaerobically. Okay. So I've been trying to do a lot of it with keeping in mind that, you know, there is a limit where your body's not going to really appreciate right. it. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, so that's yeah. what I guess I kind of maybe got a little, uh, there's a lot of different terms for base training. When I was talking about base training, I mean like base cardio. Hmm. So I do uh, a lot during the winter. I do a lot of like long uh, aerobic, uh, like 130, 140 heart rate. I'll do like two, three hours. I'll put in like 12, 13 hours a week. Uh, just light, uh, like not, not super hard, just to build that base. Because I find if you can build that base, then you can stack more on top of it. Like you can, then you start adding in the anaerobic intervals and the stuff like that. Uh, is that kind of how you train too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I do a very similar thing. Um, again, all kind of depending on what my day looks like, what my week looks like. I'll say, okay, you know, last week I might've been a little bit, um, skinny on the base cardio. Um, or maybe I, I had a quite a bit of base cardio last week. So this week I'm going to push some intervals high into the higher end, uh, because I only have so much time, yeah. um, with doing all this stuff. So uh, a lot yeah. of times it's kind of my training just revolves around how I feel and how much time mm -hmm. I have, but yeah. I definitely do a certain amount of these have to happen kind of thing that that has to get done within this period. And then however much extra time I have on that, I'll work on other things. Yeah. I think it's kind of refreshing to hear somebody say that like they just fit their workouts in when, when they can and will, and when they have time, because you hear a lot of people like, all these fitness people talk about oh you got to be scheduled and regimented and do it i don't think do that's it, true right? maybe but for like, certain personality types you have to have the yeah, schedule but but we all have real lives yeah. like yep. every Absolutely. day is going to be different and you're not going to have that 5 p.m to 6 p.m window to work out every day you're not going to have whatever it is so yep. i think like it's nice to hear and it's nice to yeah. hear someone who's in the fitness industry say like well i fit it in when i can yeah, totally, right? But I make it happen but, too, yeah, cause right? They, but a lot of people will say that. They'll say, I'll fit it in, but then they never they fit never it fit in. They never fit it in. They never prioritize exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They just use it as a crutch, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, where, where, you know, there may be some days where, um, for whatever reason, I, I got a lot of stress or I didn't sleep well or whatever, and it feels like, for whatever reason, that one workout is a lot harder than it should be. Um, and I'll, I'll accept that in a way. I'll try as hard as I can, right? But yeah. I'll also accept, look, today is just, this is one of those days but tomorrow I need to wick it up, right? Tomorrow yeah. I'm not going to use this day as an excuse. Tomorrow I need to rebound and I'll do exactly that. You know, yeah. I'll use it to push me the next day. Yeah. But also recognizing that, yeah, man, life happens, right? Progress, not perfection. Yeah. yeah. yeah there we go. So I guess yeah. that's kind of, I'm just trying to kind of wrap my head around this because I've always had this structured thing where I, I'm building from the off season, I'm building towards race season. I guess I'm just trying, now that I'm not racing as seriously anymore, I'm just trying to figure out how, I should structure my workouts, not necessarily building towards one peak, but trying to build for sustainability. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's the key right in there is sustainability, right? So um, I think I think everything that you're doing right now is good. Just recognizing that exactly you're not working towards that peak. So, um, you know, if there are days where you seem, you feel like you're really having to force the issue, you can recognize that, okay, well, I don't have this end date that I have to have this by. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dial it back. I'm going to give my, my joints or my body what they need today and that might be a mobility workout that might be a light spin whatever that is right and then i'll get back after it tomorrow and that's kind of how you can build more more of a sustainable pace in everything right yeah because yeah. i i know very well what it's like to have an end date 
and I have to be this by this date and come hell or high water, I'm going to be that. Yeah. It's not sustainable. And right? it's not, yeah. and a lot of the times I think back to some of the stuff I was like when I was training, I'm like, I'm, I have this structured thing where I'm doing, I get my base built by this time. And then I have, I'm stacking it by this time with anaerobic, I'm, I'm building my anaerobic base. And then man, some of that stuff's not really the healthiest for you in terms of longevity and uh, like really cranking your body that hard. It's yeah. not, it's good for trying to be, be in peak fitness but it's not necessarily the best thing for your body in terms of the long like just everyday life absolutely absolutely so so on that note too um you know things like say crossfit right i mean don't get me wrong crossfitters are, are fit people uh i can respect 100 percent what they do but it's super hard on their bodies right mm-hmm. they all have blown out shoulders yeah. um it's super hard on your body so if you're looking at it on a long-term thing you can still include some of that, right? But also maybe do some spins and things like that, some non-impact stuff yeah. where you can still get some movement going and get do the activation. <laughs> totally, dude, totally, right? Like mobility is a huge thing. I find for me personally, as I get older, mobility is something I have to focus more and more and more on because just as I get older, yeah. you know, my body needs more time to recover. Yeah. And so I put more time into the mobility so that I can keep that sustainable pace going. Yeah, yeah and the mobility thing, it's not something flashy or you, you, no. don't, you don't feel like a badass after you've done <laughs> no. it, right? So. I feel like most people neglect that, myself included over the years. I've neglected the mobility, the foam rolling, the stretching. Uh, yeah, all that stuff, right? It's not flashy. It's uh, It doesn't it doesn't really feel like you're accomplishing anything in the moment, but if you put that over a long period, you're actually gaining quite a bit and mm-hmm. and how your body functions. Absolutely, yeah. It, that's a perfect way. But it's not flashy whatsoever, right? So mm-hmm. recently I started working with uh, a woman called Dr. Laura Fisher. She's um, the Calgary Stampeders. Um, she does like myo or not myofascial, but, um, uh, basically the injury training stuff. So mm. if you go in and you're all torqued up, she'll figure out what is wrong on you. And then she'll work on that area to get things leveled out again. Right. Uh, so she has a doctor in biomechanics. Um, she has like, I think 10,000 hours in massage therapy or something. Anyway, she's yeah. in Calgary. She's amazing. But I'll go into her and say, you know, during my run, uh, my left hamstring was getting jacked up towards the last couple miles or something. And then she'll dig into it like, yeah, there's, there's this knot in there. There's mm-hmm. this problem. Mm-hmm. And she'll kind of sort that out. Whereas I would never do that before. I would just kind of grind through it and yeah. try and, you know, yeah. try and fight through it. Yeah, yeah. And I've just recognized that I really wish when I was younger, like in my 20s, I really wish I would have set aside more time. Not to say that I'm all jacked up now, but how could it have hurt, you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you get to all these questions or just? Yeah. I think some of the most of them we already answered. We got to a couple of them already. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The BCAAs and the EAAs. We've talked about that. Um, yeah. Anything else you got for them? Whew. I mean, we, I feel like we could talk all day about Dude, nutrition. Oh, I could keep yeah. going. Like I, I wanted. I, I'm super interested because I don't like a lot of times I'm dealing with the average people, right? Yeah. And I believe me, I totally understand and respect that, but it's not very often I get to talk to somebody who's like right into it. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I have so many questions because well, I'm just questions. fascinated by yeah, it. So let's go keep going. Okay. So, so, um, how long have you been doing the fasting thing for? Um, I think I first discovered keto thing, uh, doing like the keto and the intermittent fasting probably 2017. So it's been I don't know how many years that five years now. Okay. And what are some of the biggest benefits that you've noticed? Uh, if you can kind of remember in context, like versus before and after. Uh, yeah. I can even tell like if I, like I went to Hawaii a couple weeks ago and I even getting off the, you know, you kind of splurge and eat whatever on vacation, but definitely, uh, well, even dealing with concussions, right. I find, uh, 
when you eat inflammatory foods and you're having these things that set you off, you definitely you have, being someone that has dealt with concussions and you know that leads to mental health struggles and mm-hmm. everything like that. That's that stuff comes back quick when you're not taking care of yourself. Uh, so I find, yeah, being on top of that stuff, it's it's a big difference in uh, your mood, your mental clarity, your energy levels, uh, even your joints and how your body feels is crazy. Like a lot of people wouldn't believe that when you say, uh, okay, you stop eating bread and pastas and stuff, and then your joints are gonna feel better. Um, but yeah, a lot of things that you wouldn't really expect, I guess, uh, from the outside. But once you get into it, it all makes sense. Is it fair to say, and I and I've I've said this similar thing, but I'm curious to know if you agree. Is it fair to say that? People don't understand how shitty they feel until they start to feel good. Hundred percent. Yeah, we've. I mean, we all. I think we've all gotten to this place at some point where, you know, we're getting busy, we're not taking care of ourselves, and then it like slips a little bit more and more and more, and it's just like a slow decline into the place where you don't even really remember how it felt to feel really good. And I think a lot of people probably don't know what it feels like to feel really good um, and feel like they have clean energy and uh, mental clarity and stuff like that. Mm, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, so with your, with your, um, ketosis, do you know where on the spectrum, like, do you, do you kind of stay in a lower level of, of ketosis or do you kind of push to the upper end or are you kind of all over? Uh, it depends. I think I'll do like every once in a while, if I find that, um, you know, I'm getting like a little more hungry between meals. I'll, I'll, I'll do a 10 day ketosis. I'll do 10 days and I'll cut out all carbs, uh, mainly focus on high fat, high, like really, uh, high fat meats, like ribeyes and stuff like that. Make sure you're getting your fats. I do, um, MCT oil in my coffee and with butter or heavy cream in the morning. And, uh, yeah, so I think it kind of ranges depending on how I'm feeling. Uh, when I'm in this full keto, I actually, I've tried to measure my, I've measured my ketone levels before, but I don't, I've heard that that's not totally accurate because just cause it's in your blood doesn't mean you might have a lower amount of ketones in your blood. doesn't mean your body's not using those ketones. So it's not like it's necessarily showing up on that blood test. Um, but yeah, I've definitely, I've kind of all over the place. Uh, it also depends on my activity level. Like if, um, if I'm working out hard or if, if say I'm doing a, like a lower intensity base cycle or something i'll have a little bit of sugar but if i'm gonna do hit it hard with some high intensity anaerobic stuff then i'll go much higher on my carb intake so i guess it kind of varies all over i don't think i'm i'm like regularly i'm not super high ketones or anything like that so you really you really do concentrate on the um like the flexibility of it yeah 100 percent. i think you have to and um i think you know like I'm I'm not saying sugar or carbs are bad, but I think there's a time and place for it. Hundred percent. And a lot of people just have it. They're waking up in the morning, they're blasting their bloodstream with uh, high sh- blood glucose, and then all of a sudden you have an over uh, insulin response, which crashes your blood glucose, and then all of a sudden you're craving glucose again. Mm-hmm. So if you can kind of have a typically, I'll have a lower carb morning for sure, uh, and then you know as the I'll have. Uh, pretty low carb lunch and then you know in the evening before or after my workout i'll have that's when i'll have the carbs right and so what's interesting too is so as you have that crash your body starts to crave the glucose again because you have that over insulin response because you have your blood your blood sugar is getting spiked so fast that all of a sudden you're dumping insulin into your bloodstream and then all of a sudden you're you have a super low blood sugar because you have that response from over insulin, right? Yeah, Too absolutely. much insulin. Yeah. So then you crave the glucose again, right? And then when you put some in, your body's like, ah, dopamine. That yeah. feels good, right? Mm-hmm. So it gives you that reward. So next thing you know, well, that's good. I want oh, more yeah. of that, yeah, right? Yeah, and around yeah, and around yeah. we go, yeah. which I, leads to where people are kind of at. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I like I have it all figured out in my head, but I wish I could. Sp- <laughs> I wish I could sp- like explain it simpler and s- ex- spread it to more people. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a super interesting thing. Even even the way um, ketosis works in the body. Like when you when you talk about inside the mitochondria, it's really really interesting how. Like a lot of people will use uh, a keto diet to lose weight, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and I think it, that a lot of the time people lose weight on keto because you're cutting out all that. You're you're aware of all the shit you're eating, and you're not typically eating as much packaged foods and processed foods. Yeah, absolutely. That so that's a huge that's a huge part of it as well. But what's interesting though is that in when you're in a um, a state of ketosis, so within the mitochondria, there's basically an energy tube in there, and in that tube, if you if you picture it of like uh, say like a plane there's exit doors on it right and so what happens is when you're in a state of ketosis there's um, within the mitochondria in that energy tube your body takes the protons and electrons they smash together they'll give you some energy right so what happens is when your body's in a state of ketosis the ketones will actually signal the mitochondria to dial it back now you, you might be thinking well hold on okay so how does that work so if i if i get into ketosis um the my the ketones are telling the mitochondria, which makes the energy to slow down, right? So how am I losing more weight? Well, what actually happens is um, it, it tells the mitochondria to slow down because your body thinks, okay, I need to conserve energy, mm-hmm. right? Because I might need to go chase some food so I can eat again, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But what happens is, is it starts to produce more mitochondria within that cell. So now it has, it only has to give so much energy to each mitochondria. Yeah. They take less energy. There's just more of them, right? Yeah. And so what happens is, is that as that energy gets into that tube, right? The calories that we put in, it's, they start getting kicked out these doors, and so what happens is, is that's your body. Literally, you 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 become less efficient at using energy, which is super counterintuitive, right? Because yeah. you think, well, I feel great using ketones, mm-hmm. and th- but that's true, but because there's way more of them inside, there's way more mitochondria inside the cell. Okay, yeah. And so what happens is, and you might have noticed this, that when you get into a state of ketosis, a lot of times you're warmer. Do you yeah, find that? Yeah, hundred percent. Right, and that's exactly what's happening. Is that in that energy tube, your body's kicking out the extra energy because it's telling the mitochondria you need to slow down because we may need this energy for later. So it starts ejecting all this extra energy, and that comes out as heat. Hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. interesting hey? Yeah, so, it's it's crazy. <laughs> you could, Man, you know quite a bit about this stuff. I feel like I know quite a bit, but you definitely know more than I'm me. I'm just, about I'm that. a nerd. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I, I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super obsessed with uh, optimizing your, your body function and how you can, you know, be the best functional person you can totally. be. Totally. And w- what I love too is, is, is like I say, talking to people who are, who are interested in it. Cause a lot of times, like I mean, literally daily, people will ask me questions and I'm like, oh, I, I would love to talk about it. Right. And then yeah. as soon as I start to go off a little bit into the weeds, they're like, nah, yeah. right. And yeah. I lose them. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. I, I have to, I literally had a person there like, um, all I want to eat is like, like super fatty sausage and drink wine. Can I do that? <laughs> well, I'm, we can, we can, we can find a way to adapt some stuff to your lifestyle, but at some yeah. point there's going to be some needs to things that need to change. Yeah. Right. And they were gone. Yeah. You know, yeah. as soon as it's like, as soon as you start to stray it all from their, from their normal, life um they, they kind of they're they become less interested in it yeah if they and don't want to hear it they, they'll push it out right 100 percent. Yeah. and so when it comes to for me um as far as like the supplements and stuff go i want to know the how and why right yeah. like i don't want to just believe that like say caffeine how does caffeine work right yeah. i want to know how does that work right maybe i'm a little nerdy about it but but with like the supplements a lot of people they don't really want to know the hows and the whys. They just, they want to know that this is what I'm supposed to have, right? Here's yeah. the end result that I'm supposed to get 100%, from 100%, yeah. yeah. And so a lot of the products out there, they, they, 
man, it's 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 they're sold science. to you as an end result. Yes, that, they're exactly not as a process. Absolutely, right? yeah. yeah. So so exactly that, like caffeine. Well, how how does that work? How does that make me feel more alert? Right. Mm-hmm. We've always been told that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to know, well, why is that, right? And how is it actually effective? And is there too much or is there not enough? Right. Um, I'm super interested in all that stuff. So I love talking to people who want to talk about it. Yeah. Because then I can go kind of off into the weeds and we can get into a discussion. Whereas a lot of people are like, you can just see them thinking of themselves, (laughs) "Mm, getting hungry now. Yeah. 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 Hopefully we didn't lose too many people on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's informative for people. I I think it's good. They just... They have to be. I think people have to be open to new information, right? Because we've been taught the the Canadian food pyramid and all this. Everyone's got that d- drilled in their head. Oh, I need to have eight servings of grain a day, and like that's kind of all kind of upside down now. I think we're yeah. at a time period where people are shifting their mindsets on yeah. that stuff. Well, they so now know that yeah. those those studies were funded by the sugar industry. So. Yeah. yeah. So so I was mentioning before uh, when you were away, there's a website called examine.com. Have you ever heard of that? No, I don't think I have. Okay, when this is over, you need to get on examine.com. You are going to nerd out on it. So what it is, uh, it's basically a, a collection of doctors, okay? And they will independently review every single study that's been done. Yeah. And they will look up, um, you know, every supplement, every vitamin, mineral, whatever, um, every nutritional thing you can think of. I mean, it's a growing list, but... Uh, and they will independently review all the studies, break down what the actual truth of it is. Mm-hmm. And what then was the site called? Examine.com. And then and then they'll give you and I basically a couple paragraphs of, okay, here's what the reality of this is. Mm-hmm. Um, so like creatine is in there. Um, saturated fats are in there. Omegas are in there. Yeah, um, it's crazy how many people think saturated fats are the death of you. Yes. Right? Again, myths, right? Myths, Breaking down myths, myths man. Um, so like there's a... Um, there's a paid part of it and that's how they make money is, is uh, like, it's like a, a subscription and then you get their newsletter and stuff, but cool. they have a bunch of free stuff on there too. And that's what drew me in is I started going, Oh man, like this is gold. So they're not paid by anybody. They just do these studies. Subscription and services. Totally dude. So it's completely unbiased. Um, it's a really, really good site to learn all about nutrition stuff. If, if people are interested in it to get, to really get truthful things and you're not just being fed more BS. Yeah. There's a lot of BS out there these days. A a crazy amount. And I, I don't blame people for not really knowing how to navigate. No, you you can't, you can't be upset about someone for not knowing, right? Because they just, they're just going with what they, they've been told. Yeah. And I mean, like, even if you go on Google and search saturated fats and the first 10 things, they're all going to be conflicting things, right? So how the hell are they supposed to know what to believe? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's your? Do you have a lot of fermented foods in your diet? Not a lot. No, I've been um, trying to be more conscious of that because I know it's really good for your gut microbiome, mm-hmm. which is really important for being able to actually digest and make these nutrients bioavailable, so your body can actually use them. So I know fermented foods like uh, try to eat a lot of kimchi, um, sauerkraut, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I have them once in a while, probably not as much as I should, um, but but the gut microbiome, and that's a really interesting thing to get into as well, um, with with really a lot of the new science that's coming out about it and how crazy important it is in your body's health. It's it's There's a big link between your brain function and your gut microbiome. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? Um, and so if you look at um, uh, things like uh, we're talking about with sugar and things like that, so when people are... Uh, when people are dieting and even if they try a keto diet or something like that, 
if they go to kind of the extreme end, right? So what happens when people lose weight is within the fat cell, as you excrete fat, right? The, the fat cell will shrink. As the fat cell shrinks, it sends out more hormones to get you to eat food. That's why you mm-hmm. feel hungry, leptin yeah. and ghrelin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as the fat cells shrink, you lose weight and you feel more hungry, right? Your body tells you, okay, let's eat more food. Let's get back to a, a homeostasis. Fat cells will get bigger again. Bob's your uncle. Well, what happens when people go to an extreme end is the fat cells will get small and small and small. And you'll go, if you go to like a, an extreme starvation type thing, which a lot of people will do these crazy things trying to lose weight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not healthy, not a healthy, sustainable no. way of losing weight. Absolutely. So typically, um, genetically, we only have a certain number of fat cells. They, they will increase or decrease in size as we gain weight and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. They fluctuate and that's totally normal. But in, in periods of extreme starvation that people will put themselves into, your body will actually increase the number of fat cells, which is crazy. Yeah. So what happens is you have, this, you have more fat cells in the same space. Well, they're all small right? So now you're still getting those hunger hormones to try and feed those fat cells. So that's mm-hmm. why people rebound so hard and gain more weight on the way back up Yeah, is because they've, their, their body's telling them you've pushed me too far. I'm going to send out all these hormonal signals, right? Well, in that tying this into the, the gut microbiome, if you go to a, a far enough extreme, your body will actually start to swap out your gut bacteria for a bacteria that will absorb more energy per calorie than it did before. So you really start to mess with your gut health. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really yeah. interesting. That's, what, that's why like when you have, you notice that's it takes time to adapt to a ketogenic diet or something like that because you got to wait for that change in your gut microbiome because if you're eating a lot of processed foods and a lot of sugar, that definitely has a big impact on your gut microbiome. Yeah. Yeah. I just going to, yeah, you'll go through a period where exactly you'll, um, you'll go, you'll go through that swap, but, but then like you say, you, you start to feel good. Right. Mm-hmm. And once you get your body kind of on that right playing field, man, it's, yeah. it's a game changer mentally, physically, you know, you can handle problems a lot better. You're not so quick to be, you know, frustrated or whatever I yeah. find anyway. Yeah. 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 It's having the, the long game in mind, like the bigger picture. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you uh, familiar with peptides at all? Not super. No, no. no I'm just curious coming from like a bodybuilding background i don't know if that's considered clean bodybuilding or not it's not no. no so there's like there's a yeah there's i know extremely little about all that kind of stuff um just because of the the route that i took it was ne- i never had to know anything about it uh whereas nutrition was kind of my game just getting the body to do what it wants to do through mm-hmm. nutrition right um so yeah i don't know much about that yeah i find it uh i've been on peptides for a little bit now just uh Basically, from uh, that Dr. Corey that we had on before, he he does all this blood paneling and all this blood work, and it's crazy how much head injuries have actually affect your hormone levels okay. and how much your brain is actually like your. Uh, what, what am I thinking of? Uh, what's it called? I'm trying to think. Of, uh, uh, damn it! I can't think of the gland. It's. Uh, I don't know. It'll come back to me. Um, Penile gland. Pineal gland, yeah. No, 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 I'm thinking of pineal pituitary gland. Pituitary gland? gland, that's okay. it. So your, pituit- your pituitary <laughs> gland is connected to your um, to your nervous system, right? And so you hit your head, all of a sudden these connections are ruptured, and then all of a sudden your body's not produce- producing enough HGH because you hit your head. So you have a, a low testosterone and all this stuff. So you take a, I take a ipamorelin, which is a, it's just a protein that you inject subcutaneously into your into your leg or your fat, whatever. And it's, it stimulates the pituitary gland, which actually helps you create more HGH. So you're not actually injecting yourself with HGH. Oh, okay. uh, it's just some way to, it's a way to balance out all the shit that's gone wacky right. from the head injuries and stuff. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's crazy. He goes, 
man, they go way in depth with all the blood work and the, they do gene expression testing and and it's crazy. It's crazy how far science is digging into that <clears throat> stuff, right? It's oh, super yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's it's kind of sucks that it's not really readily ab- available to like the general public because it costs money to go do, but. I think we'll get there at some point. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Everything will trickle down eventually, yeah. right? Like well, that's what they say. It takes like twenty years for the new science to actually yeah. like come to it's the, the same general as technology. Yeah, like yeah. it all yeah. takes time to trickle down and yeah. get to consumers. Yeah, and and totally depending on which doctor you see or you talk to as well. Like um, I've gone to you know just a general doctor because I don't really have a family doctor, so yeah. um, you know I go to a general doctor and without knowing anything about sports. Right? They're like, hey, well, you're overweight. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can assure you I'm not. <laughs> yeah, based on your height, yep. you're overweight, yeah, 100%, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and yeah. like, mm-hmm. I can assure you I'm not. I'm definitely <laughs> not. Um, you know, they and they know so little about sports that when they do blood work or they do anything like that, um, they don't really know what to make of anything, right? And, d- and most of the time when you get like a general doctor to look at your blood work, they're just looking at very surface level yes. things. You can dive a lot deeper into the blood work mm-hmm. and get a lot more testing, but that costs money, right? But then we're all funded by Health Canada, so they don't want to spend all the money for something that might not be even be a problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so knowing which doctor you're going to, and it's nothing against the general doctors. Like they have to know a no, crazy just, amount yeah. of general things. They're right? just doing the best with what they have. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But that being said, sports doctors are definitely a league of their own they they know a little more what they're talking about yeah yeah crazy yeah you got anything else you got any more questions oh let's see what are your goals for this year i'm curious uh well i'm not like balls deep into moto anymore so oh i am i'm still balls deep in the moto but i'm not pursuing it like as the end all be all anymore uh so i think i've been like really working on myself mentally and uh more working on that side because I think that kind of gets neglected when you're all tunnel visioned and working yeah. on your mm-hmm. you I got to be in peak performance and I got to be the best on the track but when you kind of take a step back to where I am now I'm like okay well if I would have worked on you know my my ment- the mental like not even necessarily like mental in terms of being the best racer just mm-hmm. overall being the best overall person you can yep. be and working on all your little all the things all your triggers and all that stuff I've been working on that a lot and I I don't know. We're having a kid in, uh, what is it now? Four months or something. So I don't know. I just want to kind of work on myself and, you know, be the best, uh, you know, kind of get to the, my best version. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, you start to realize, at least for me, I know the last, you know, 10 years or so, I've really realized what matters and what doesn't, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, one of the, the tattoos I have is on me. It says tomorrow was promised to no man. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and I, I just fully believe that man, like just yeah. doing what makes you happy. And like you said, trying to be the best person that you can be and the things that you think matter quite often don't right? like, do you, and again, I'm a competitive person, so I have to fight a lot, but if I'm at the track and some guy blows my doors off, I'm like, Oh, you know, but yeah. then, but then at the end of the day, I'm like, what does it matter, man? Yeah. Right. There's always someone bigger, fitter, faster, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's a problem. A lot of racers get into like myself included, you know, you get like, man if the result on saturday is not what you want man it's the end of the world right so but if you kind of take a step back and realize there's a lot more to to life and there's a lot more to even racing and the whole thing how sweet is it that you even got to go exactly right 100 yeah you're riding you're riding this you know thirteen thousand (laughs) dollar motorcycle right you're pretty lucky oh yeah yeah i mean 
Yeah, that's where the uh, I find the gratitude journal and writing down things you're grateful for. Yeah. It kind of comes into play too, right? So yeah. that's probably a huge thing for a lot of for a lot of the younger racers that are listening, right? Is I, I think so. Is keeping that kind of stuff in mind because yeah. I mean we're human, we make mistakes, and it's easy to fall into that trap for sure. But someone like yourself that has your experience, um, they can probably draw from that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean we're not we're not Eli Tomac. <laughs> None of us yeah. are going to be Eli Tomac, right? So. Well, I we've mean, said it on the show before. What did there is? We even said it today. The junior race at Rocky Mountain yeah. House meant nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing uh, in the realm of things. Like, yeah. in fact, maybe you had a bad race. You learned more from it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you learn. You definitely learn more about life, which is what matters. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But those those experiences of racing and stuff that does add to your life experience, right? Like, I yeah. I I don't regret anything. I love all the shit that, even all the terrible times that were. You know, you broke your foot and you're trying to line up the next weekend, right? It's like, those all build character. Yeah. And I th- and I don't know, I kind of, in this society, I feel like people don't push themselves enough or try to overcome things enough that mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, I feel like maybe I'm just being no, an no, old we, man, but I feel like it's kind of like a bubble wrap society a little bit. No, you're 100% right. Yeah. Um, there's something, so my dad was in the military. I grew up as a military brat. Okay. Uh, my dad was in the military for a long, long time. He was special forces. So in, in terms of like the mental side of things, he's he knows how to push himself. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up around that mentality of you'll never quit. You'll, you know, you'll you'll die before you get off the treadmill sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that he, he taught me at a very young age, and it's always stuck with me, uh, was he said, the days that you don't feel like you're making progress, whether that be you're getting faster, you're getting fitter, stronger, whatever that is, you're building character, and that's more important than that one skill you thought you were yeah. going to get. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that that's so true. That's, that's true. so yeah. true. Yeah, I is. think that's huge in our sport. And uh, yeah, we're having, a, we're having a little boy, so I'm like, I'm kind of like, ooh, do I want to get him to racing? <laughs> like, man, I went through a lot of shit, but man the character you build and I don't know, I just feel like I'll be a nervous wreck cause I just know the shit that I went through and <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a tough, it's, it's hard to find the balance, but you know, if you teach your kid how to be safe and how to ride properly, I guess it's, it's a whole different ball game at that point. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 And, and I think obviously with your experience, right, you'd be the perfect person for that and putting him in a good helmet, not some oh. Canadian tire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and recognizing if he does get hurt, don't, push it don't yeah, yeah being aware you know, of all, yeah, yeah. I, I have about as much knowledge as you can get i guess in that subject so uh, yeah. you know you very very aware of that you, situation maybe the kid doesn't even want to ride dirt bikes so you're so worked, yeah. we get so worked up about <laughs> it today thinking about it but he may not want to ride bikes at all yeah totally right? yeah it might not even be his thing yeah. right it's just it's just our thing yeah yeah, yeah well, that's a good point just, he might yeah. i don't know do something else i find it hard to believe they won't though with yeah. like both both of <laughs> both of his parents are balls deep into moto so yeah. i don't know yeah. Oh man, I like I still, even though I'm not, like I still want to. I think I'm gonna do a couple nationals this year, if, yeah. as long as this thing, my ankle cooperates. But I'll it's not like end all be all. But I'm still like balls deep. I'm into. I watch every race. I, I listen to every post race interview. Yeah. All the post race podcasts, and man, I just I love it. I love the sport so much. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, I'm I'm the same way. I hope if you do race, I'll be there to cheer you on for sure. Uh, I think I'll probably oh, yeah. race. I'll probably race cam loops and drum. Oh, yeah. that's wicked. Yeah. Awesome. Probably, yeah. yeah. But then I'm definitely, I'll, I'll definitely be going for sure. Yeah, yeah, Sweet. yeah. That'll be awesome. You'll be pa- yeah. passing me uh, rocket fuel yeah, on the start line. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be there with a fan too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, good. it's wicked. I, I mean, I, I love watching you ride, dude. It is, it's incredible. Like you're just at a whole nother level compared to most of the people. 
and it's bananas it is bananas like i yeah. i feel like i see someone you know while they they really launch it off something like there's that single before the finish line oh yeah i send oh, that yeah. thing dude like what the <laughs> i feel like i jump like four finish, feet yeah. i'm like oof, that's a tough <laughs> landing well, you know yeah. you know what the funny thing is i i send that thing before the finish like i've always been one to send singles like even like um I don't know. I can't remember what year it was, but we had that single into Shaw Valley. And then the other year we had it coming out of Shaw Valley. I'd always launch those things. And then when I broke my ankle, I was at Raymond and uh, I just hit that. Uh, there's that, the doubles you've been to Raymond, right? Yep, yep. So before the triple step up, the double before that, I just overshot it a little. It wasn't, I didn't think it was even that bad. I overshot it a bit, but I happened to be looking at my watch to check the time. <laughs> and then I put my hand back on. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going a little deep. And then I, like, I didn't think it was going to be anything bad. And then all of a sudden, boom, broke my ankle, didn't even crash. Just yeah. like that. And then, <laughs> then me being an idiot, I was like all in denial. I'm like, oh, I got back to the truck. I'm like, ah, I'm fine. Tape it up. Uh, no, I didn't even. I took my boot off for a second. I'm like, oh, I jammed it back in the boot, and I didn't. <laughs> I did another. I did another 25 minute moto. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, it took me like a couple laps to get going. But once the adrenaline kicks in, you can go. Oh, yeah. And then the other day, I'm at my physio, and they're like, oh, you can't be. Are you not driving? Are you? I'm like, what? I drove myself home. <laughs> I loaded my bike and drove home after that. So. Yeah, I don't know. Different a lot of people, world. a lot of people don't understand the mentality of these us idiot dirt bike riders. I guess. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it like it's such a huge part of the sport is is getting hurt and then picking yourself up and yeah, and, and continuing to go. Right? Yeah. Well, I feel like I know. Like I know I've hurt myself, and then I know that if you get back going quick enough and you get the adrenaline going, it's fine. So I didn't even think it, I didn't think it was broken or anything. I'm like, oh, I must have just sprained it a little bit. And I'm like, oh, I just got to get back out there. So, and then, oh, I'm like, oh, it's fine. And then I got home and I couldn't put any weight on. I'm like, oh, eh, something's wrong. Jeez. Wow. So, and Dom got a new bike? Yep. New Honda. We're Honda family that now. Honda nice. family. Oh, boy. I convinced her to, so I have a, pra- a backup <laughs> bike at, at the Nationals. <laughs> That's wicked. Not a bad yeah. plan. No, those those new Hondas are sick. What are you riding a gas gas now? What are you riding? No, I have a Honda as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I have a Honda 450 and then a, a KTM 300 XC okay, for the trail okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah. So you got the 2021 Honda yep. 450? How like that? How do you like that thing? It's good. I find it's actually like um if I'm being honest, I found the the at least for my skill level, the power was a little too much. Like I just mm-hmm. found it was on the bottom, it was so aggressive. Yeah, it uh. is. Like coming out of corners, it just seemed like I couldn't kind of roll it on and be gentle. It just seemed like it just wanted the bike was, I was constantly trying to balance the bike out because I'd yeah. load it and unload it, trying yeah. to, you know. Yeah. That's where yeah. those Austrian bikes are actually really good because they're really smooth out of the turns. Yeah. The, yeah. Even the 450, like KTM or Husky they're, or Gas Gas, they're yeah. really mellow off the bottom, but they build nice power, in the yeah. at least in the 450. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I had before was the KTM. So I was used to the oh, really smooth yeah. in the corners. Yeah. And then this one, it just was like this for the first little while in corners. I just yeah. couldn't get the hang of it. But Definitely. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you just adapt to it, though. Yeah. yeah. yeah you learn how to ride it differently. Yeah, for yeah. sure, but I, it's good. I love that new Honda 250. The thing is wicked. It's a nice bike. What do you think of it, Chris? I love it. Yeah, I got that bike test video I've been working on, but then, you know, I had my memory card plugged in, and I was editing off the memory card, <laughs> oh and then my. I unplugged the memory card, and oh, I lost the so thing. Oh, my. I thought it was on the computer, but, man, I'll get to it. Did it, like, corrupt the data on it? Well, I just, I it wasn't actually saved to the computer. It was oh, just, like, running okay. through the card on, like, that card there. And gotcha. The, and I had it was editing it, and then I pulled the card out to put a different card in because i had different a different we, footage on a different yeah oh boy. but uh we'll get there yeah yeah wicked i'm looking forward to it we'll, we'll put out the bike test in 2023 <laughs> no no <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's yeah. my that's my goal i wrote it in my journal it's my goal for this week oh yeah <laughs> so sweet yeah. all right that's anything fun. else you got any other comments questions oh, or? I, 
I really appreciate you guys having me on. Man, this is like a good come. I feel like it was a great one. I had a great time. It was informative, even like for an entry level guy into it. And I'm sure it was informative for people who want to like dig a little deeper. Kind of touched on everything. So I like that. Yeah, I mean, by all means, if if you want to do another one someday, we get deeper into the weeds on on a particular part of nutrition as it relates to riders, whatever. I will talk your ear off. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. We'll get to wait till Keelan's back, and we'll yeah. do another one one day. Yeah, For sure. If you good. got, uh, what's your Instagram uh, at I Ride Supplements? Yeah, at I Ride underscore Supplements. Yeah. yeah, and then you got Check at Fit out. for Moto. Yeah, and so my kind of my my personal moto side one is just at Fit for Moto F I T f- and the number four Moto. Yeah. Yeah, some good so content there. You got to uh, check that out. Any questions for Mitch? You can hit him up on that, uh, or hit me up too. I don't, I don't, I don't mind ask, answering questions. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Thanks again for having me on. Thanks for coming, really Mitch. Great time. I'll be uh, excited to battle it out on some Strava challenges pretty totally. quick here. And yeah, yeah, I'll be, yeah. I'll be at the tail end, but that's fine. Yeah, no, same here. <laughs> <laughs> Start somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. Ben yeah. Method Strava Club. Go get yourself some swag, toques. You know, Ben fifteen to save on I ride supplements. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, get you get you some product. Yep. All right.